This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, November 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Pennsylvania is working to curb the sharp increase in coronavirus infections and hospitalizations by issuing strict testing guidelines surrounding people traveling to the state. Health Secretary Dr. Rachel Levine said the new guidelines come as a new study from the IMHE at the University of Washington showed that Pennsylvania could run out of hospital ICU beds as soon as next month. Among the new requirements, anyone who travels to Pennsylvania needs to get a COVID-19 test within 72 hours of arrival. If for any reason a person does not want to get tested or cannot get tested, they must quarantine for 14 days. This does not apply to people who work out of state. The new policies go into effect on Friday, November 20th. As far as enforcement goes, Levine said the expectation is people will comply. Health officials are also tightening mask wearing requirements. Levine said masks must be worn at all times if you are indoors with people outside of your household, even if you can remain socially distant. Masks must be worn in every indoor facility, including school schools, gyms, doctor's offices, public transportation, anywhere food is transported, packaged, or served. Pennsylvania health officials are also calling on colleges and universities to implement a testing strategy to prevent outbreaks and a plan for when students return to campus after the holiday break. On Tuesday, health officials reported 5,900 additional positive cases of COVID-19, bringing the statewide total to over 275,500 in Pennsylvania. This is the highest daily increase of cases. There are 2,575 individuals hospitalized with COVID-19. Of that number, 558 patients are in intensive care. And as of uh, 11.59 p.m. on Monday, there were 30 new deaths reported, a total of 9,355 deaths attributed to COVID-19. U.S. regulators on Tuesday allowed emergency use of the first rapid coronavirus test that can be performed entirely at home and delivers results in 30 minutes. The announcement by the Food and Drug Administration represents an important step in U.S. efforts to expand testing options for COVID-19 beyond healthcare facilities and testing sites. However, the test will require a prescription, likely limiting its initial use. The FDA granted emergency authorization to the single-use test kit from Lucera Health, a California manufacturer. The company's test allows users to swab themselves to collect a nasal sample. The sample is then swirled in a vial of laboratory solution that plugs into a portable device. Results are displayed as lights label positive or negative. To date, the FDA has authorized nearly 300 tests for coronavirus. The vast majority require a nasal swab performed by a health professional and must be processed at laboratories using high-tech equipment. A handful of tests allow people to collect their own sample at home, a nasal swab or saliva, and then ship to a lab, which usually means waiting days for results. The Lucera COVID-19 test grew out of research the company was doing to develop an at-home flu test, according to the company's website. Lucera adapted its technology to detect COVID-19 after the outbreak. Uh, Kath, real quick, Steve, can she hear you? Uh, Kathy, can you hear me? Uh, very, very low. Okay. There yeah. we go. I All can right. hear no, you. No problem. No, you Better. Can, you Sorry, were you point. trying to say something? You, you answered my question. <laughs> As I was chatting yeah. away with myself? No, no problem. <laughs> You're good at that. By the yes. way, I, I love the rotisserie chickens you have on your desk. They're awesome. Yeah. Well, I li- didn't want to be left out, you know, from yesterday and mm-hmm. all that. Very nice. Yeah. 
SEPTA officials are warning about potential layoffs and canceled routes as the agency's ridership hits an all-time low, losing about $1 million a day. Representatives from SEPTA said their operation is riding on how much state and federal funding comes in next year. The agency's budget is more than $650 million a year. The transit agency received $644 million in CARES Act funding back in the spring to keep things afloat with less riders. But SEPTA General Manager Leslie Richards anticipates those funds will run out soon. SEPTA representatives don't expect to have any definite answers until the new year, but they do plan to keep riders informed on what's going on through social media and engaging with advocacy. You know know what we should do? We should rename your news the Feel Good Report. I I mean, I said to Preston the other day, I'm like, it's all coronavirus. Like, it's all this again. And I I, like dig for one happy story. And honestly, it's hard to find it. I yeah I understand it's reared its head and I do the same thing when I'm uh, prepping for even like bizarre file stories and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that the sources that I go to to dig through the overwhelming majority right now is back to that and so uh, you got to spend more time to try and find the lighter things in life it right allows now. us to explore the things going on with Rob Kardashian yes we... come on yes. it's getting in the way yes. it's getting in the way all right let's do sports this morning. I... Oh! The NBA announced the structure and format for the upcoming season. The schedule will be released in two halves. The first half of the season, which will run from December 22nd to March 4th, will be released around the start of training camp. The second half of the schedule, which will run from March 11th to March 16th, will be released at a later date. The All-Star break is set to take place in between the two halves, and a play-in tournament will be held from May 18th to the 21st before the playoffs begin on May 22nd. The NBA draft is tonight. Minnesota is set to pick first, Golden State second, and Charlotte third. LaMelo Ball is projected to be the overall number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft. The Sixers aren't scheduled to pick until the 21st round, although there are some rumors that they might trade up to get a higher pick. Theo Epstein, who transferred the long-suffering Chicago Cubs and helped bring them a championship in 2016, is stepping down after nine seasons as the club's president of baseball operations. Epstein is leaving the organization, and general manager Jed Hoyer is being promoted to take his place. And Philadelphia Union coach Jim Curtin has been named Major League Soccer's Coach of the Year. The 41-year-old, who is a native of Pennsylvania, led the team to its first supporter shield as the union finished the coronavirus-shortened season with a league-best 14-4-5 record. And that's what I have for you this morning. Oh, sorry, it was a good stretch. <laughs> Here you were. Oh. We're doing that. <laughs> I, Don't mind I me. can't stop during mid-stretch, dude. No way. That, dude, that was a Michael Jackson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was I was leaning way back. I was doing a good double arm. You're even. That's even uh, the pose. That's uh, even the pose when Michael uh, Jackson. Yeah. The reverb sounds perfect in this room. Uh, oh. Uh, All right. So anyhow, I'm glad I got that out of my system. That was our morning tribute to Michael Jackson. Yes. Uh, We welcome you to uh, Wednesday morning and the President Steve Camp Up Hunger. I want to thank, first of all, our volunteers and people outside. It's cold. It's 
it's cold uh, er, colder today, and we'll be colder tomorrow morning as well. So they're bundled up, and thank you to uh, Cinch Propane, who gave us those uh, those porch heaters, I guess. what uh, Is that what you call I forgot what you called those. Patio. Uh, patio heaters, thank they're you. They're excellent. They're really loving them. And uh, they're helping out quite a bit. So uh, the gang is outside uh, waiting for your arrival to drop off the uh, non-perishable food items that you have collected. Of course, you can uh, do it online, too, which uh, we are urging either way. Whatever, whatever way you contribute, that would be wonderful. And all the information, everything you need to know. Is at WMMR.com. That includes locations and times and um, all that you are able to access uh, when you're a part of this. So we have some things planned for today. Today's going to be a great busy day. I love it. Uh, first of all, we took the, uh, the can drop ride, the Campbell Soup can drop uh, for a ride yesterday. It was Casey and I. Today, two other members of the MMR staff are going to be facing off, and they're doing, instead of the drop quiz, they're doing the rock drop quiz. It's Bam Bam versus Sarah, two of our most knowledgeable rockers in the building. They live it. They breathe it. It's yes. uh, it's going to be a battle royale. But it's a different kind of thing, Preston, as you were putting it together. Uh, obviously, it's it's rock trivia, but it's it's the, the mechanism of going up and not knowing when you're going to drop. So oh, yeah. This isn't deep dive stuff. Yeah. It's just how quickly they can process it in their mind while they know they're going to drop it any second. I've actually made the questions quite simple. Yes. But it's rapid fire. It's how quickly can you do it. Right. So. And I think um, Sarah thinks she might know more about rock music than Bam Bam because she's the one who requested this. Well, I'll tell you this. She probably thinks her younger mind is going to be more adroit at recalling things quickly. Yeah. But Jackie is a repository of all things rock. Is he quick, though, Case? Uh, who, Jackie? Yeah. That's the thing. Come He's going to crumble under pressure. <laughs> how long have yep. you known Jackie Bam Bam? I, just, I know, Casey. I just... It, she it, it depends on how tight his yoga pants well, are. Well, it, it's, it's why I made him super-duper simple. So so we'll see. And by the, keep in mind, Sarah is the music director of WMMR. She she's, is. She's no slouch. I actually think... A third person would be good in this, too, and that would be Brent Porsche. Brent has Brent's, rock yeah. knowledge big yeah. time, so maybe we can arrange that someday as well. Uh, we're also going to go on Fox Good Day this morning, so we'll see how those guys are doing. We have the City 6 Pop-A-Shot Championship, and yes, Casey figured out a way to make it work this year. Yeah, It is going to happen, and should we explain a little bit, a, a brief synopsis of that? Well, yeah, but I also, I need to include Nick McElwain on this one as well, because this one was, uh, I, I had to consult back and forth and back and forth and up and down and inside and, and right, out, all of it. The coach of Contra. To try and figure out, like, how to make this work, because this right. has become a, a, a staple. This, this is the seventh year we're doing this. This started in 2013, and Bruiser Flint, who doesn't even coach in the city anymore, uh, was our first champion. Well, so it was important to get this done somehow. But to that point, we wanted to be here on uh, where we normally do the camp out for normalcy to have this continue the way it should continue and will continue. Yeah. And the Papa Shot Challenge is as much a part of the camp out as anything. And well, it also speaks to the coaches because they wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, they want to be a part of it year after year, and that's really cool. And right. the, the the important thing here was is that we also they're you know including us there's seven different organizations yeah. that you have to sort of consult and all right what's everybody okay with here yep so the way we uh we did this is we had the coaches pre-record their attempts they did them live in front of a camera they did them at their own gyms and yes. instead of using a pop shot machine they actually used the uh, uh the regulation you know uh, basket and and balls and uh there's only two people i think that know the results unless nick does too and that's casey and mark zumoff because mark zumoff 
did a play-by-play, which he pre-recorded. We're going to have the video. We're going to roll it. We are going to hear it live. It's going to be described by Mark. We'll actually see the video here, and you can probably find a way to watch that as well. We'll figure it. Marissa's nodding, so we'll figure that out later on. But the coaches don't know how the other coaches did, and we're going to find out later on today. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nick Murphy knows as well. Okay. So we are making that happen. So we will have uh, the coaches of uh, Nova, Temple, St. Joe's, LaSalle, uh, UPenn, and, and Drexel on with us today for that. Yes, Marissa. Nick Murphy back there and Sean from Newman University, they're going to be streaming this on our YouTube channel the entire time. So just like the show, as we're watching it, it'll be streaming online. Excellent. Nice. Uh, we also have joining us uh, Tiffany Haddish is giving us a call. She's teaming up with Why Hunger and Visit Fusion uh, Gummy Vitamins. But Ooh. it's a uh, it's a it's a, a food drive, essentially, yes, a, yeah. as well. So that's cool. So we're happy to do that. And our buddy Rob McElhenney will be joining us later in the program today. And we're doing a little event with him this evening. He and uh, Caitlin uh, will be doing an Instagram Live. We did one last night with Kevin Smith. It was How awesome. Cool. We did one yesterday in the day with three of the ladies from the office. And, you know, we had Jenna Fisher on and, and uh, Kate Flannery and uh, Angela Kinsey. So we're digging this this uh, this new way to get out to some of the celebs and get them on. Yes. I watched you guys from home, uh, and you did a really nice job. It was really cool. It's so I mean, listen, we do interviews all the time, but just to, like, see both of your faces there on the screen, it was very intimate. Which one were you watching? I watched Kevin Smith. Oh, really? Excellent. I thought you Are you an Office fan? You know what? I was bummed that I missed it. Okay. I, I was, yeah, I was in the middle of doing nothing at home, and I missed it. Yeah, okay. and catch it now, Kathy. It's on, uh, it's on PrestonandSteve.com. The great I, thing about Instagram I Live saw is it, that, yeah, yeah we, we recorded them, and so Marissa posted uh, the uh, Office one mm-hmm. on PrestonandSteve.com, and we'll get the Kevin Smith one up as well. Yeah, yeah in fact, you can go to our Instagram right. and watch it right now. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, 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 it's not there. Okay. Yeah. All right. We have we have spent a lot of time already. We need to take a break because we've got to we we've got some uh, appointments that we need to keep and stay fairly on time. So we'll take a break, come back in a second, stupid question entertainment report. It is on, and so is the camp out for hunger. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Steven Singer's Real Expert Jewelers are available for virtual and in-store appointments. Real diamonds, real experts, real people. It's easy to go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kathy mentioned turkey, and I'm going to do a stupid question that involves turkey. Ah. And we're going to give away, as a prize day, a $100 Visa Super Bucks card. Now, this is interesting. A turkey's gender can be determined by its droppings. Males produced spiral-shaped poop, and the female's poop is shaped like what? Letter of the alphabet. That's fascinating. 215-263-WMMR. I thought the same thing, Steve. So- See, with the with the turkey, I would just check their Facebook status and look for their gender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right? So let's see if you know, though, what letter does wow. a female turkey's poop uh, resemble? 215-263-WMMR. All right. Uh, we'll go through some birthdays. What we're waiting for your answer today is the 18th of November. Linda Evans of Dynasty. Is 78. She was on a show called, uh, I think, The Big Valley with Barbara Stanwyck years and years and years ago. Wow, I don't remember that. She married John Derrick, who later became famous for Bo Derrick. Right. Uh, they were married. So, yeah. She, and, and, uh, she did way too much plastic a surgery. A little too much. She was stunningly beautiful. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Now she looks like uh, uh, Catherine Hellman from Brazil. Wow. Uh, we also have uh, Elizabeth Perkins. Oh. I always liked her. Yeah. I always thought uh, she was uh, very... 
Did you uh, watch Weeds? Milfy. I did not. Uh, you like I, it. I, yeah, uh, and I like uh, who's the the lead? Um, well, she's in she's it. Lead. Then, uh, Kevin Nealon. She's the lead, but Kevin Nealon's in it. And then, uh, uh, oh man, I always forget the actor. Elizabeth name, Perkins he, is the lead. Yeah, she's the the, the mom, the, uh, yeah. the the pot selling mom. I was thinking that she was the no, uh, female love interest in Big. Who's that? She is. That's her. Yeah. So you're thinking of Mary Louise Parker? Yes, is that's, that's the, that's the lead in Weeds. But Elizabeth Perkins is in, Weeds. in Weeds. Okay, oh, that's okay. it. Right. I knew it. I was like, right on the tip of my tongue. Right. Uh, but Elizabeth Perkins also in yeah Casey Big and uh, the Doctor. She's great in that movie. Steve. She's excellent. Yeah, uh, she is sixty. Dave Rodney, I can hear you in my headphones. By the way, uh, <laughs> he's Owen. having a, a, a conversation about Weeds. That's what I hear in the background. Uh, Owen Wilson. Has his birthday today. Wow, he's 52. Wow. We have um, to put Marley down. Uh, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Starsky and Hutch, Wedding Crashers, Marley and Me. Yep, exactly. Zoolander. Zoolander. Oh, my God. So good. He's the best. Uh, he's 52. Chloe Savigny, the oh. actress. Uh, Big Love, uh, Boys Don't Cry. Very disturbing movie called Kids. She gave in a Hummer, a Hummer in the movie Brown Bunny. Yes. I mean, literally on camera. Yep. Writer and star Vincent Gallo is the guy's name. Yeah. Which I, I believe was her boyfriend at the time. Was, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. You'd hate to uh, have to give oral to an actor you just met. Yeah, so she is 46. Uh, Brenda Vaccaro, Steve. Yes, Brenda Vaccaro. Yeah, really throaty voice. She used to be uh, a long-term relationship for Michael Douglas uh, junior, you're Michael Douglas, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, she's in a couple of comedy movies, Preston, that I love. Very funny. Have you ever seen Zorro the Gay Blade? Not in a long, yeah, long yeah, time, yeah. but yeah. Midnight Cowboy, she was also Midnight Cowboy, yeah. 81 today. Uh, Delroy Lindo is a great actor, and I always, I, I never remember his name until I look him up. I'm like, oh man, I love that guy. He is great. Malcolm X, he plays the gangster that kind of takes uh, yeah. Malcolm under his wing when he's younger, and then Cider House Rules, he's outstanding in, gone in 60 seconds. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's one of those guys that he can play this really nice, endearing character, or he can be the most intimidating, scary individual. Yeah, on super screen. imposing. He's 68 today. Kim Wilde, the singer of Kids in America. Oh. Yeah, I always dug her, and uh, she did a cover of uh, Keep Me Hanging On. She's uh, 60 years old today. Kevin Nealon, who has uh, been by our studio many, many times, and he was also in Weeds. He was, yeah. yeah. Yep. I think, did you say that already? Yes. Okay. Mr. Subliminal is, I think, one of the greatest SNL characters of all time. I will die on that hill saying that because it is, for me... So I think so difficult to pull off live. Well, a lot of pyrotechnics to that bit. What I, a bit that I used to love is when he gets someone up on stage and he was, I'm going to sketch you. Yeah. And as he's sketching them, Preston, he's using chalk to do the sketch. But he would reach over and like, let me just adjust your face. <laughs> so unbeknownst to the person, they had chalk, they had charcoal all over their face or whatever oh he was using. I love it. it was hilarious. Uh, he's 67 today. Kirk Hammett of Metallica. Turns 58 years old today, so happy birthday to Kirk. He's the uh, horror enthusiast, right? He is. Yeah. He has a, some great like a, a mobile museum that uh, they would take around from time to time out on the road. I like it that. He's 58. And then the last birthday is from The Office, Oscar Nunez, who was Oscar on The Office. Yeah. And he's also on The Proposal. He is uh, 62 years old today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. A turkey's gender can be determined by a weird thing. <laughs> They're droppings. Uh, males produce spiral-shaped poop, and the females' poop is shaped like what letter of the alphabet? 215-263-WMMR is the number. 
I will go to Nancy, see if she knows the answer. Hey, Nancy. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Nancy. What letter does the poop look like? That would be the letter J. Letter J is correct. Really? Yes. Wow. Hang on, Nance. I thought it was a curse of L. No. We are going to give you a $100 Visa Superbucks card. And you don't forget that uh, Thursday night on the CW, don't miss the action of the final wild ride of the Epic Series, uh, which uh, the finale of Supernatural right after the hour-long special, Supernatural, The Long Road Home. And it all starts Thursday at 8 p.m. On the CW Philly. Uh, one stupid question winner this week will be upgraded to a $300 card, by the way. So it might be you, Nancy. We'll find out. All right. So one of the bits of news that came down yesterday after 28 years, Conan O'Brien is ending his late night show. The 57-year-old comedian announced the end of Conan on TBS Tuesday. But fans need not despair. He has signed on to host a new weekly variety show for HBO Max. Uh, he said in a statement, and I love this statement, Steve. You'll like this, too. In 1993, Johnny Carson gave me the best advice of my career. He said, as soon as possible, get a streaming platform. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm thrilled that I, that I get to continue doing whatever the hell it is I do on HBO Max, and I look forward to a free subscription. <laughs> He's had... So if you stop and think about the trajectory, he was uh, you know, one of the best writer-producers for The Simpsons ever and for SNL. And he gets plucked out of obscurity, basically, by Lorne Michaels to, uh, to take over when Letterman departs. And he builds his own legacy. Yeah. He was supposed to get The Tonight Show. That didn't work out. He goes to TBS. The hour show gets cut down to a half hour. Uh, but he, he just keeps going. And just recently, you know, they've been recording out of that studio, that theater in L.A., and people came in and stole all the yeah. all the equipment. I think he still could have he he could have replaced uh, Leno, no problem. Absolutely, and should have. I, I like Jimmy Kimmel, but Conan's great. Fallon. Or Fallon, I'm sorry, I thought we say the wrong damn name. Yeah, I like Jimmy Fallon, but I, Conan's fantastic. I, I like his brand. They well, they clearly did not give him enough. No, time. no, yeah. they didn't. Mm-mm. Jimmy Fallon is terrible at interviews. He is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he just he doesn't know how to. I guess have a and. Take it with a grain of salt, because I am the one saying this. But he doesn't have a follow-up question. His follow-up question is to laugh. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I just, I think uh, Steve Col- Stephen Colbert is the, uh, as far as all of those guys are concerned, he's the best interviewer. Yeah, Fallon's good at all of those sketches and the comedy stuff yeah. he does with the people that come on, all that stuff. Yeah, he's great at that. Absolutely. And there's a market for that, so he's doing well. O'Brien's uh, travel special, by the way, Conan Without Borders will move forward on TBS. Conan will end his run uh, in June of 2021, by the way. All right, People Magazine has named Michael B. Jordan as 2020's Sexiest Man Alive. Wow. Michael yeah. B. Jordan. I know a lot of people would agree with that. That's a good choice. Including Nick McElwain. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you watch Creed 2, and I'm not gay, but yeah. watching Creed 2, when he does the training sequence in the desert, uh, that's a fine-looking gentleman right Dude, there. Dude, and in what was the, the film he plays the lawyer? We had the, we had the, the cast in. No, Just Mercy. Just or, Mercy. Or, Just yeah. Mercy. Yeah. And he, he, the man wears a suit nice. Yes, yeah. he does. So he dresses up really nice. So uh, I like him. Uh, the actor told People Magazine about the title. He said, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. He said, you know, everybody's always made that joke. Uh, like, my, where the hell is the volume? Because that is too damn loud. Oh, it's over here. Try it again, Case. Hit it. Wait, where is it? There it is. Hi, that works wonderfully. Hit the goddamn button! Perfect. All right, so there we go. I can raise my baby. I'm the man of the year. 
Uh, but he said, uh, you know, everybody always made that joke like, Mike, this is the one thing you're probably not going to get. But it's a good club to be a part of. Uh, in his cover story, Jordan discussed his parents, Donna and Michael, and his siblings, uh, Khalid and Jamila, and the impact that they've had on him. He said, my mom and dad sacrificed so much to provide for my sister, brother, and me. I'm just grateful. Honestly, it's like they all have such an impact on me and who I am and how I approach each day. And without that, a lot of things about me just wouldn't be the same. So that's, all, really, that's awesome. He said it all comes back to that foundation. I'm really thankful for that. He said he was stunned, Preston, because both his parents are ugly, he says. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on where he sees himself in 10 years, he said uh, he hopes to maybe be directing a little bit more, acting less, producing a lot more. I would like to see him return to uh, the Black Panther series in some way or flashbacks or something. Yeah. That Killmonger character is very cool. Uh, he added, uh, just growing, whatever the next evolution I- of me is. Hopefully uh, a family by then. I'm going to throw that in the universe. They talked to him initially to play Prince Charles and the Queen. I uh, said, I want to make an impact all over the world and not just through the roles that I play. So good for him. Charles Monger. Um, how does one prepare to transition from the high life to prison? Well, following his, his wife, Lori Laughlin's footsteps, she reportedly, remember, hired a prison consultant to mentally prepare her for what life behind bars was like. That's, that's currently a quasi-occupation, prison consultant. Uh, Mossimo Giannulli is taking preparation seriously. TMZ photographed him with a completely different look. Gone! is the sleek, combed-backed hair for a shaved head and long, graying beard. So he's trying to have a, a tougher exterior. Right, if you were getting ready for, for prison, Preston, don't you think the best thing you could do would be to binge Night Court? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, that will, yeah. that will I mean, prepare me. For reality and its depiction of the penal system, <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. Laughlin is currently serving time behind the bars, and he is set to report to prison soon. After pleading guilty to bribery in the college admission scandal, she was ordered to two months of prison. He was sentenced to five. Uh, he reports on November 19th, by the way, so tomorrow. Wow. How, do you, how do you think you would do? So let's say oh my you've got to serve two months in prison. How, how do you think you would do? I, well, you know, chances are I'm not going to go to I, what have I done, and where would I You've end up? You've blown up Limerick oh, nuclear plant. okay, and they only oh, gave me two months? You're done for, man. I, That's federal. Oh, I would not I would not fare well at all. I'd, I'd be an, I would be a wreck. I in would, a, I would a, mentally a, be a wreck. I don't know if I'd get my ass kicked or anything like yeah. that, but I would just be a mess. In a Lori Laughlin-level prison, you, you, would you, I think you could fare pretty well, especially knowing that you have two months as opposed to people who go in. Uh, you know, the Danny Trejo stuff. You know, he, I don't know, man. I, a friend of mine's wife had to do weekend jail. And how was that? Uh, and it was scary. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. the weekend jail was scary because it was because of uh, uh, driving violations, you know, alcohol-related uh, okay, violations. Yeah. So sometimes they don't put you in, uh, you know, a time that is consecutive. They'll, they'll break it up, and you have to come in and spend your weekends there. You're basically in, in a bunkhouse at that point, are you not? I, like, I think like a, a big room with a yeah. bunch of other people. You're in, you're in the general population, and, yeah. uh, but it's not hardened criminals. But it was enough because there's some tough people in there, too. Yeah. Well, they say the thing is you walk in, find the biggest housewife in there, and punch her in the face. There yeah. you go. You're well, if go. I were, I would find the biggest guy in the yard, and I would go down on him. <laughs> yeah. right? And I'd be like, you're my guy. Yeah. You're going to protect me, right? Yep. And then he'll go, no. <laughs> no, but thanks. <laughs> not me, though. You're not once, once you've wiped your yeah. mouth, he goes, no. no nope, okay, well, uh, what about <laughs> what about your <laughs> butt? Who's your biggest rival? I didn't see him. What about if I toss yourself? <laughs> 
Blah, 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 blah. No. Not me either. I'm having no luck here. Yeah. I'm moving on to someone else. All right, line up. This All is right. the handy line, and this is the mouth line. So we'll see how Speaking he does. of moving on. Yes. Uh, this is really nice. A $1 million donation by Dolly Parton to coronavirus vaccine research supported the development of the Moderna vaccine. Uh, and this is a while back. So, And, and it's an interesting yeah. story behind this. In April, Dolly donated a $1 million to research after her friend, Dr. Naji Abumrah, uh, Abumrad of the Vanderbilt Institute for Infection, Immunology, and Inflammation at Vanderbilt University told her that they were making some exciting advancements in the search for a cure for the virus. Now, uh, Abumrad and Parton had become friends. They've been friends since 2014 after Dolly was involved in a car accident and treated at Vanderbilt. So she got to know this doctor. They've been friends for all these years. And the doctor told her about this. And so she said, here's a million dollars. Well, she collaborated on the vaccine for polio. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, She has uh, yet to respond to the news. A 74-year-old country music icon's donation has also supported a convalescent plasma study at Vanderbilt. wild. Treating infected people with the plasma of others carrying antibodies against the virus, as well as the development of several research papers pertaining to the virus. Moderna has said it could potentially produce a billion doses. It's like a billion. It's like a billion of the vaccine by the end of uh, 2021, and it's applying for emergency youth authorization with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. That's sensational. Yeah, you guys uh, see the Dolly... Uh, bio uh, on or documentary, I should say, on Netflix. I have not. I want to see. Is it good? It's super duper interesting. I mean, you you know, I've seen other documentaries on her. The level of poverty she experienced as a little girl, unbelievable. Yeah, and like, what's interesting are people that are like really close to her still have never met her husband. He yes. was like remained out of the public eye really? for decades. No, I'm not. I did not know that. Yeah, interesting. Okay. And he's not a secret. It's like no. you know, people know his name, Absolutely. but like, no, I never met him. He has literally <laughs> no desire to be in the public eye whatsoever. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I will have to watch that. Rebel Wilson transformed her eating habits during her year of health. She tells People Magazine the 40-year-old has dropped about 40 pounds, she said, in the process of switching to a high-protein diet. Uh, she said, before, I was probably eating 3,000 calories most days, and because they were normally carbs, I would still be hungry. So I've really changed to eating a high-protein diet, which is challenging because I didn't used to eat a lot of meat. She said, I eat uh, fish, so salmon and also chicken breast. Uh, the pandemic may have helped other people pack on the pounds, but for Wilson, she says that the time to herself allowed her to transform bad habits to healthier ones. She became a butterfly. She said, I definitely think with the slowdown, it did help. I think it. I was emotional eating and overeating at times because I wasn't loving myself enough either, and it doesn't come down to that self-worth. It does come down to that self-worth and self-love. You know, she also attributes uh, riding amusement park rides to her weight loss. So, yeah, like, like the can drop, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Wilson is so intent on sharing. One of those ones where you have to wait to see if it's true or not. Right, you just keep doing it. <laughs> Uh, her eating habits, uh, she has partnered with Uber Eats and Hinge on a Chipotle cuffing season menu. Uh, <laughs> a cucking season? What is that? Cuffing. Oh, I'm sorry. Not cucking. I didn't know Cucker Eats. I just saw her on it was some sort of ad or commercial for something, um, and is she it, does uh, look really good. She does. And yeah. she's, as we said before, she's now currently involved with one of the uh, the members of the Bush family, the, the beer family. Yep, yep, Anheuser-Busch. So let's see what else I have for you. All right, Megan Fox... Feels like her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly 
Uh, it says it's a one-time thing. I, I, I don't think it's I a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's a one-off. So she was speaking to <laughs> Nylon, and the 34-year-old said, listen to this quote. Loving him is like being in love with a tsunami or a forest fire. Oh, my God. The intensity of merging with him is just overwhelming. I'm going to cry. And the threat it poses is so powerful but so beautiful that you have no choice to surrender with reverence and gratitude. My crotch is like a wet mop. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, she's... Uh, she's she's in love, clearly. She's, uh, she's gaga. I have a feeling that he he's a younger guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he clearly digs her, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be more transient on his end. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how long does the tsunami last? <laughs> right. You yeah. Know, like forest it, fires go yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Days, maybe. It, it takes out the power, kills a few people, and moves on. Right. <laughs> and it recedes back into the ocean. <laughs> uh-huh. there's, sometimes again. there's a couple of different waves, but, I mean, she's also old enough to know that, like, uh, this is the honeymoon phase of the relationship. Right. Well, and At he, a certain point, he's going to leave the toilet seat up, and you're going to fall into the toilet. You know, like, well, what's going to happen is she's going to somehow she's going to be vacuuming and lose his stretch Armstrong. Yep. <laughs> but right now she's surrendering with reverence and gratitude to the love tsunami. Reverence and gratitude. Yep. Okay. Ryan Philippe wants his son Deacon Reese to have an open mind. He told live with Kelly and Ryan that the pair went on a short road trip to Joshua Tree National Park. Huh. To celebrate Deacon's 17th birthday, but listen, he said, we did some rock climbing and uh, this and that, and I had rented an alien-themed Airbnb and then revealed to him that the actual intent of our trip was to try to make contact with an alien civilization. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh Uh-huh. He said, (laughs) uh, he, he admitted, he said, we didn't. Uh, And he said that uh, he and his son were initially looking forward to leveraging an app that's supposed to take you through steps to that increase your chances of making contact. Yes, with I am, I'm at an, an Airbnb with my father, and I think he needs clinical help. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's, he's, he's talking crazy talk. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like him though. I think this is probably tongue in cheek, right? I don't know. All right. I don't know. Maybe. Sixty-six-year-old. Uh, Everyone's Al- saying it's tongue in cheek, but it's not. Sixty-six-year-old Al Roker plans to return to today in a week following successful prostate cancer surgery. Huh? And he said the results look good. Uh, no evidence of spread beyond the prostate. He said, uh, for a first start, this is terrific news. And I'm going to be up for, and a lot of people want who live with cancer, up for lifelong testing to make sure this doesn't come back. How often do you get tested, Steve? So now it's just part of my regular annual checkup. Okay, so you start year. off with three months, and then you go to six months. And uh, once you clear the five-year mark, then you are uh, over to a year. Now, um, that's good. A lot of people, that's the amazing part of what they can do now, Preston, with the precise... For sur- the surgery that they do, uh, that you could, that he could be back to where he'd say if he worked on a loading dock or something, it might take a little bit longer. Right. But because he's, you know, he's not, right. he's not physically exerting, yep. he can be back and doing the job. It's an amazing time we live in. Yes, absolutely. Uh, how about uh, this? Crazy ass girlfriend star Rachel Bloom is opening up about her mental health struggles in her new memoir, which is called I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are. Out on Tuesday, the book is a mix of essays and narratives tracing her rise to stardom. Crazy ass girlfriend was personal, she said, but Rebecca Bunch is not me. Our lives are very, very different, so I felt like there was a lot about my point of view that I wanted to share. She said when she was younger, her father took her to an Airbnb and tried to contact aliens. <laughs> uh, Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer are set to star in an as-yet-untitled comedy on ABC. 
Now, the show will follow three men who were roommates and best friends in their 20s until uh, their lives and egos drove them apart. And now they are reuniting decades later. The show is going to be about next year, and a third roommate will be cast at a later date. So that could be good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're talented. They're, their comedic sensibilities are solid. Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey Grammar had Grimmer. a uh, Jagas had a show after Kramer. Uh, the uh, I mean after <laughs> Crazier, Crazier, and uh, it was. Uh, he was good, but it just, you know, to get that spark, to get that thing that makes a show last right. as long as Frazier or Cheers, yeah, yeah. it's not that often that comes along. Well, and he played that character for 20 years. He did. You know, he was I mean, it's like years. a fine violin. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then one last story. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall is headed back to high school in the class where he will play an assistant principal. Uh, his breakout role, of course, was as the high school brain Brian Johnson in The Breakfast Club in 85. Nicholas uh, Salozzi, who is producing and directed, uh, directing, told Variety, with the advent of technology, new and different world issues, and near limitless choices, uh, kids today are much more sophisticated than they were when The Breakfast Club was made 35 years ago. I don't <laughs> give a f- they still have the same insecurities, but more nuanced and destructive coping mechanisms. This is uh, it's this contemporary exploration that I find compelling. The class, like the club, will focus on high school students forced to show uh, on a Saturday. Uh, castings of the students is underway, so I guess that's uh, it says forced to show on a Saturday. I mean, I guess that means <laughs> detention or something like. Uh, that. Yeah, maybe like Breakfast Club. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so, so um, he played a guidance counselor. Has played in a recurring role a guidance counselor on the Goldbergs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On the uh, the Letterman show on Netflix, uh, he interviewed Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Downey Jr. talks glowingly about his friendship with Anthony Michael. Does Hall. he? Yeah, they're still really good buddies. Okay. And it was it was really neat to see somebody as big and and um, you know uh, famous as Robert Downey Jr. Right. talk about his childhood friend. Because Anthony Michael Hall comes across, and we've yeah, he's. I mean, the he last can, time he can be a little trouble. He was fighting with those people in that. Uh, what <laughs> seemed like not, a motel pool, but really, <laughs> right? Like he, he just, yeah. He just seems to be perpetually kind of unhappy. Yeah. Like like uh, like something's always just kind of bothering him. I don't know what, but that's where he is. All right, we're ready for clips, so let's do them. A group of young adults get a hold of a cult underground novel that pins their uh, that pins them as the target of a shadowy deep state organization in Utopia. And in this clip, creator Gillian Flynn discusses her motivations in adapting this show from the original British series. Here we go. Please, Jason. I've never been a big fan of saying you should remake something just because the original was great. You know, I think there has to be a reason. And Dennis Kelly's original just had so many entry points and it was so layered. And one thing that I was really attracted to was the idea of the conspiracy thriller and doing that. It was uh, just a, enough like the kind of things I like to do where it has twists and turns and suspense. Shut the f*** up! Utopia um, is streaming now on Amazon Prime Video, by the way. I know more than a few people that watch this show and love it. Okay, yeah. I gave it uh, uh, an episode or two. Now, uh, listen, I also, I got to stop doing this. I got to stop being on my phone and watching TV at the same time because I miss a lot. And so and maybe you I, up, yeah, it, you lose your attention. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. And so I don't really know if it is that good. Like, I do, you just, think, do you think Schindler's List would have been as powerful for you if you were playing Pong at the same time? Probably not. Yeah. Probably Dude, yeah, not. I, yeah. I put my phone in a different room if I'm going to watch it. TV show. You should try that. Mm. And, and you'll... Why? You have an addiction, don't you? Mm. He does. Yeah, yeah. He does, yeah. All right. Uh, here's the next clip. 
A whirlwind holiday romance builds as a guy and a girl share their dreams and desires in a notebook that gets passed around in a new series called Dash and Lily. 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 In this clip, star Midori Francis discusses developing a strong bond with her co-star Austin Abrams. Hit it. Austin's my friend and... We connected right away and both cared a lot about our show. And so we had a lot of late night talks and stuff. And it was very easy to like feel him with me. And a lot of the scenes, so a lot of the scenes that you're watching where I'm alone or he's alone, we have the narration kind of in our heads. So it's kind of easy to imagine that person's with you. Play you. Uh, Dash and Lily is streaming now on Netflix. And that's it. That's what I have in the entertainment report for you this morning. Um, all right. So sun's coming up. It's getting higher uh, above the horizon. And we have a cool day, but a crisp and clear one. So ample sunshine. And that's going to be perfect because we're heading up on top of the drop quiz ride once again. The can drop. The Campbell's Soup Chunky Chew Soup Can Drop. Yes. And we're doing a version of it called the Rock Drop Quiz. Bam Bam is here. He is. We actually were speaking with him earlier wearing his Audrey Hepburn sunglasses. <laughs> he looked gorgeous. And his, it was uh, like breakfast at Tiffany's. Polka dots and the jangly things. Yeah. Uh, hanging from him, scarves. And, you know, there's, there's always... Uh, there's always a uh, phrase and jingly things. And, I've known yeah. gypsy princesses who have said, that's a bit too much. Yeah, he's, he's got a purse that, like, I, I remember the girls in my high school had yeah. back in 1992 and 93. He's got a purse like that. I believe he got his pants at Deb. Uh, yeah. He's an interesting <laughs> Listen, guy, man. Yeah. I, I admire the fact that he has a style. Dude, and he's unapologetic style. about yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. Yep. All right. And he and has anybody seen Sarah yet? I've not nope. seen her, but we are planning on doing that in the next segment. So let's take a break. We'll come back and we will see what happens. There's a lot going on in the program today. And we hope to see you driving by and dropping off some food. Camp out for hunger. Wells Fargo Center uh, complex with MMR. We'll be right back. Camp out for hunger may be socially distanced. But our social media pages are there to get you up close and personal. Find WMMR on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And check hashtag Camp Out for Hunger. I'm sorry. I had to tell Marissa was about to run outside. I'm like, Marissa, stay right there because I'm going to ask you something on the air. Um, we have a very cool... Did you guys notice the Xfinity Live stage across the way there? I did notice that. A very large mural has been put up, and it is Whoa. a photo op. And Marissa, can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. We reached out to the guys over at South Fellini. Um, they're the people that have created, like, the Wawa John shirt. Yes. And uh, the Crumbum shirt that yeah. a lot of people have. Um, and they helped us make this uh, mural... For Camp Out for Hunger. So everybody who drives through, it's a photo op. You can take your, a photo in front of it. We have an intern out there. It's Amanda right now. And uh, we'll email you a link, and you can download the photo. Like when you walk into a Phillies game, right. and they take a picture of you right then and there, or at Disney World, um, you download the photo and share it with your friends. It's huge. <laughs> it is massive. It is, it is the size of that entire stage out there. I'm very, very impressed with that. It's a little translucent right now because of where the sun is, but as that goes up a little bit more, it'll be it'll look really solid so you can get your photo op it's awesome and, and we'll send it to you i'm such an idiot because i saw it there and i was like oh i guess that's been there for a couple of days i, I had no idea that it, that it showed up last night it yeah, looks they put incredible it up. when did they build a football stadium well i saw it nick and i just assumed i was looking at the reflection i didn't know that that actually is I, it's I its just, own thing i thought it was a reflection in the windows and the doors and everything so i didn't even realize that it was actually a 
a real live thing. It's real. It's, it's real. It's, it's real. Well, Mother, Preston, come quickly. Preston, you've been thanking our engineers, and I have to thank them again because they pulled out forklifts and ladders and hung yeah. that. And wow. MJ Corp printed it for us. So it just looks amazing. I'm really excited um, for people to come and take photos and like have just this awesome imagery of Camp Out to share with the world. Yeah, and it's it's not just a banner. It's a work of art that they put together for us, which is really cool. And obviously, we're following all the guidelines, but if you come down here, we do have a divider, and if you are, and if we are in the area, we can certainly say hi as you drop off food if your windows roll down or whatever. Yeah. So it's not completely antiseptic. You're not going into an isolated tube, and I mean, we're following all the precautions because we need to. We can't be shut down, but there is a somewhat of that sense of, hey, how are you going on? And this cool additional photo shoot or picture opportunity is great. Yep. Uh, so remember that if you come by, and uh, we'll make sure we get that to you. And and it's nice to finally meet some of our interns. Uh, right. which really? Which we haven't. Yeah, Kat, they've, they've, there's been a couple that have come down here. Like new ones? Yes. Oh. We haven't seen nice. interns in nine months. We feed off their energy in the way a vampire sucks the life out of the young. Yeah, so it's Amanda, right, is, yes. the, is our latest. And I can see her across the way. She's waving to us right now. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're helping out. Amanda's there, Miranda, uh, Gina, and John are our virtual inter- interns for the semester. Okay. Uh, it's all good. So we are we're going to do this thing. The gauntlet has been laid. Uh, I think the challenge was set forth by Sarah Parker. Yes. And we said we can do that. We took out for a spin for the first time this year. The Campbell's Chunky Soup Can Drop Ride, courtesy of our friends at Skelly's Amusement. And uh, it was Casey and I against each other. I finally got to play. It was so much fun. Casey bested me, and it doesn't matter because it was so much fun. But you performed better once you had a blindfold on. I did. It was interesting. Yeah, because... (laughs) Oh, that... Hey, it's Jackie Bam And we're getting ready to do the Rock Drop Quiz on the Preston and Steve Show. So, yes, it was Sarah's idea, and we said we can do it. And so I want to welcome both Sarah Parker and Jackie Bam Bam to the Camp Out for Hunger this morning. Good morning, fellas. All right, so you guys are outside right now. Are you over by the ride? I don't have any visuals here in the studio. so We're here. We're not strapped in yet. Should we get strapped in? Uh, In in a moment. Okay, all right. Um, We're sizing it up. We're looking at... Uh, this gigantic can drop. It's quite tall, even taller than Bam Bam. And uh, I'm excited. I got sleep last night. I studied up a little bit. Night? Sleep. You know what that is, Bam Bam? No, I never heard of that. All right. Word. Well, we're in good shape. Hey, question. Has either of you of the years being down here, because we've had that ride down every year for, I don't know, the last seven, eight, nine years, however long. Um, have you ever ridden on it, Sarah? Yes. You One have? time. All right. One time. How about you, Jackie? I'm, cu- I'm cutting out, Press. Oh, okay. Time. No, he's just leaving. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> he gave up already. I was wondering if, in all the years that we've had that ride here, have you ever been on it? This ride, I had not. Oh, no. excellent. So then you really won't know what to expect, which is part of the whole surprise of the whole thing. So if you don't know what it is, I'll just reiterate, and chances are if you listen to our show, you've heard it before, but it's a ride that's vertical. It goes up somewhere around 100 feet. Uh, you're going up, and you can't see the top of it, so you don't know where it ends. You're just seeing the uh, everything get smaller and smaller on the yeah. ground. Yeah. And at some point, it hits the top, and then it free falls all the way down rapidly and <laughs> makes a lot of noise. It's, it's sensory overload. But on your way up, we distract you, 
by asking you trivia questions. And I purposely make these questions very, very simple so we can do rapid fire and just get your, your answers as quickly as possible. These aren't sit and ponder questions. These are easy. You're going to get these right. But the question <laughs> is, is who gets them right quickly while being distracted by everything that's going on around them? Uh, we'll keep it total, and uh, whoever gets the most is going to be the winner. Now, we usually do more than one. We have to. And I, I think, think that's so. the only way, right? Yeah, I think so. So I, I came up with a whole, I got like 30-some-odd questions here and like i said they're very very easy ones so why don't we go ahead and get you guys in place if you want to move up there and um it's like we're going to jump off the wall women bridge we'll get you strapped in something like that that. it's a little higher than that though jackie a little little, higher a little higher than the the wall women bridge if jackie sounds a little muffled a lot of people don't know that he likes to teeth on a pork chop (laughs) so that's what he's doing right now Uh, so, all right, it looks like I'm, I'm watching uh, on a monitor here in the studio that the gang is making their way over to the stairway. Is, yes. it, is Mike from Skelly's here? Uh, he should be. I cut out. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, he should out, be. Sarah. Oh, no. Okay. See, yesterday... that's the problem. I did it once, and that was happening, and it, it, it's it's not fun. But yeah. yesterday was flawless. Yesterday yes. was fine. I, I, I There was no interference whatsoever, and I, Casey and I heard crystal clear the whole time. Totally fine. So that's, yes, that's what can be sucky about this contest. Did you cut out, too? Yeah. So, I'm no, you... out the whole time. Oh, Bam Bam and I cut out, so we should probably uh, fix that. First. Can you guys hear us now? All right, Jackie and Sarah, can you hear me? I can't. Not right in the now. headphones. All the monitors, yeah. I can't oh, hear hey. you. To answer your question, Preston, I can't hear. You. Well, no, they hear it through the monitors at okay. a distance because we do have monitors outside, but they're not going to be able to hear clearly. It Damn needs it. to come through their headphones. So that's well, they, why they can work answer. on that stuff. And just so you know, Sarah, we can still hear you, even though you you might be cutting out in your headphones. We're, we're hearing you on the microphone. So uh, let's see if we can get an engineer to kind of work on that stuff. And in the meantime, uh, Press, what I think we're going to do is we're going to do a best of three, right? Uh, uh, we'll do three rounds, or it depends on how many questions we go through. But we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I. Also also, we can make, uh, you know, what's in it for the listener. We can have somebody playing for Jackie. We can have somebody oh. playing for Sarah. And I right. have these. Go ahead. Just Let's start. get callers on the line. 215-263-WMMR. And what's the giveaway, Case? So the giveaway is uh, actually what we had the giveaway yesterday. It was really, really cool workout holiday gift bundle from our friends at the Phillies and the New Era store over at Citizens Bank Park. So it will include a New Era Dash Performance cap. Uh, a protein shaker, which, oh, my God. That's what all the kids are asking for these days. You know what? I figured out what that's for. Yeah. For, like, smoothies and things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and then a uh, a cooking, a cooling headband. Not a cooking headband, but you can, listen, yeah. wear it while you're cooking, too. Absolutely. Uh, also, a Stance Pop Fly socks and a premium rally towel. There you go. That's excellent. excellent. All right. So what we'll do awesome. is each time we'll uh, we'll get two listeners up and we will designate them uh, with either Sarah or Jackie. While we're still working out some engineering kinks, I will mention this, that um, the Bimbo Bakeries USA Tent Sponsorship Daily Donation. Uh, so they have a... Daily donation that they're doing from one of their brands at Bimbo Bakers USA. And today, it's 500 loaves of golden wheat art- artisano bread, part of the Sarah Lee bread family. And while we here don't collect non-perishable items at camp out, when bulk donations are arranged ahead of time and fill abundance, they distribute them immediately at their nine fresh for all uh, free farmers markets across the region. So thank you very much for that. And let's check in and see how we're doing. Can you guys hear us okay? Not yet, but we're working on it. Okay, not yet. Give us 30 seconds. 30 seconds? 
Sure. Oh, is that what you I, said? I picked an arbitrary number. I okay. figured 30 would work. Um, well, I can kill some time. Yeah, we got three things to do. I do some mm -hmm. other things uh, that, yes. I, that I can mention. Yeah. Is that um, yep. How about, you know what, let's do a shard out. All right. And this is a this is a bit of a, uh, a downer, but, uh. but I wanted to uh, to mention this before the, the week was up. Uh, this is in the email I got uh, from Dr. and uh, Mrs. Suzanne and uh, Keith Carney. Uh, and they said, hey, guys, my best friend, uh, Lisa Pancella, was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2014. She did attach a picture because they came here at the camp out two weeks post-double mastectomy at, at age 33. She had surgical drains hiding under her coat when she was here. Jackie, can you be quiet for a second? Or, or at least turn them down. Uh, she said, we've been friends since we were uh, freshmen at Upper Darby High School. We spent many mornings texting back and forth about uh, uh, you all and are you listening and did you hear and all this stuff. Uh, she, unfortunately, uh, the cancer returned in 2018 and she passed away earlier this year. It was very, very sad. But her 39th birthday would have been uh, this past November 12th. And she said, our small group of friends who we dubbed Team Awesome Sauce uh, when she began her fight, uh, toasted her memory on a Zoom together with her mom this week was sad and hard. And her mom asked if everyone would do a random act of kindness in her memory. Uh, the In Lisa's memory, my family and I are donated $500 to the Camp Out for Hunger. That's awesome. Uh, this year has been awful, and we want you to know that your show has brought, brought brightness to our darkest days. All I ask in return is that you read this email, if you read this email on air, that you mention the cause, which is called Metaviver. It's the uh, Metastatic Breast Cancer Research Support and Awareness Group that will help to assist with stopping another child from losing a mother before their 40th birthday. Um, so it says, uh, let's see here, uh, sincerely, uh, Dr. and Mrs. Suzanne and Keith Carney, Charlotte and Caroline Carney, a shout out to Megan Moran, Sarah Ross, Kim Yarnell, Team Awesome Sauce, and Lucy and Mike Harms and Tom and Braden Pancella. So a shart uh, for those guys. And so sorry to hear about that. And, you know, it's it's a wonderful tribute that you're doing making the donation. So we do appreciate that. And I just wanted to find a moment to pass no, that No, was, that was perfect. Before we get uh, too busy down here at Camp Out. All right, let's check back in and see how we are doing. Uh, Sarah, can you hear me? I cannot. Okay. Can you hear me? <laughs> I, we can hear you. Uh, okay, wonderful. It worked so wonderful yesterday. It was close. You know, I figured out what the story is. You both have been touched by God. Ah, we are yeah. yeah. dealing with two sinners now. Oh. Okay. Uh, Marissa, I do have a question for you. Um, is our Marriott person ready on Zoom? She is ready to go. So, Press, if you want to kill a little bit more time, uh, there's uh, somebody the that we were supposed to have on in the beginning of the break, but I, I failed to send her the Zoom link, All right. and, which is why she was late. And so, uh, my apologies. All right, can we... Well, we have other video things going on right now, so I don't know if they can pull her up or not. So, if, if you can, um, let's try it. Why not? Go ahead and uh, see if you can pull up our next... Zoom conference. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, unless that person is completely in, in the black. In a dark room. Yeah, with the lights <laughs> off. No lights <laughs> on. And the laptop. Steve, they're in solitary. Oh, my God. So that's what's... <laughs> Just like Lori Laughlin. Uh, yeah. They put her in the, they put in her the, the hole. hole. Oh, my God. There she oh, there is. she is. Yay. Hey. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we are going to welcome Deb Salia. Did I say your name correctly, Deb? Yep, it's close enough. How are you guys? Close enough. We're doing great. And, and Deb, by the way, is the area sales leader for the Courtyard by Marriott. And um, that's where we have our hotel rooms uh, right here in the, in the Navy Yard. Outstanding place. So, uh, and you guys have partnered with us for, wow, a number of years, right? 
Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this for at least um, five years. And uh, that was one of the things when we built this hotel was that we really wanted to become entrenched in the community and really reach out and, and help um, be a part of these worthy causes. So thank you. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of it. Oh, um, no. It's been a great tradition. Yeah, I think this started with uh, Danielle Yingling. Uh, she's she's yeah. been a fan of the show for a long time. And Danielle now works out of Florida. And, uh, you know, she's come up to camp out a number of years. Mike Fawner, who worked for Marriott for a really long time. And then our buddy Derek runs the uh, the Marriott, uh, the Courier by Marriott in the, the Navy Yard as well. They've just been so supportive. So, Deb, thank you for the continued support over the years. It's just really nice to have the hotel for us to go take showers and take a nap. And Steve went over and used the gym yesterday. It's been it's been fantastic, and it's been a real godsend for us uh, during camp out. Because, listen, it, it, we're not roughing it here by any stretch of the imagination. But to be able to go and, and put our head on a nice soft pillow, it's kind of nice. But not only that, but we have a, a countless volunteers as well. So, yep, like, yep. Uh, you know, Karen and, and uh, Captain uh, Dale and, and these our people. Engineers, our engineers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, Nick mentioned the shower. I yes. judge a hotel yeah. by the shower in the room. I, I don't know why. It's my thing. You guys have outstanding showers at the Courtyard by Marriott. Good water pressure. It's nice Hot. and big. And, and the lever that you use to turn it on is on the opposite side yeah. of where the shower head is. So you don't reach in and you get splashed by cold water yes. when you turn on the shower. That needs to be in every home in America. Yes, and they also have that that little um, shelf to put your leg on to when shave you your legs or dry your leg. Oh yeah, to dry your when leg. You I, your leg. I slept on that last night. You did. It was so comfortable. <laughs> the amenities are amazing. I'm sorry, Case. I forgot that you'd shave your legs. Um, so we thank you. And uh, your donation that you wanted to mention, Deb, is. Well, they so donated the, the shower that you're using. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> All right. That's it. It so, says yeah. here. So it's. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if you had the numbers or not, but apparently it, it equates to about fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my God! But it helps I mean, that us... means everything, and in a practical way, Preston. Again, you, you, uh, Nick is right. That donation of that space and this time, especially all, all the things that you're doing to make sure that your uh, guests are safe and still feel like they're at a home and that they're being taken care of and that they're being looked out for, means everything. Thank you so much. Especially during this time, right? Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, so. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Deb, we appreciate it. Uh, and um, anything else you want to add before we, uh, we let you go? So, no, just um, when everybody's ready to travel, please come out, check out our hotel. We just completed an incredible lobby and meeting space renovation. So I think you guys can attest it looks incredible. It does. Um, and then if you don't mind, can I wish my son, Vaughn, a happy 17th birthday today? Oh, my God, yeah. Thank you. 17, <laughs> so, a young man. 17. He's driving to school, so he's probably rolling his eyes that I mentioned him, but uh, thank you. Is he a senior <laughs> this year or uh, a junior? He's a, he's, He's a junior, so I got a junior and senior. So wow. yeah. Right. I wonder where Thank the you. prom is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not in our backyard. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. We appreciate it, All Deb. Right. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. From our Alrighty. friends at uh, Marriott Courtyard by Marriott. Man, I hate to give away a great secret, but if you're going to a sporting event or a concert, it's it's a no-brainer. And, and you and so you know. If it's on a weeknight and I don't want to go all the way back mm -hmm. uh, to Harleysville because it's so much closer to work, I will sometimes, if it's a big one, like, you know, like when, when the big stadium, like U2 show or yeah. something like that, yeah. I'll get a room at the courtyard and it's, oh, God, does it make it so you much You can easier. walk over. Yes, and that's what no we, that's what we problem. did. You walk over here. It's 
less than a mile. Everything yeah. is here, and the hotel is right there. Well, listen, the name Marriott is a, is a name that I absolutely trust anywhere in this country, anywhere in the world. Uh, I will trust that hotel to stay at. So if you're yeah. like, oh, where should I stay? You know, I'm like, Sadly, okay. they don't trust you. I, well, we listen. Need to, we that's, need to work on that relationship. That is why I always make reservations under a different name. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Now I'm a, I I am a platinum member of their rewards. Really? Club. Yeah. I'm, listen, it's it like Casey said, it's dependable. Uh, so I decided to to join up with their rewards program, and you, you get little benefits here and there, and it's cool. So I end up just staying at the Marriott properties so because they they've got them everywhere, which is great. Okay, it says here on my little post-it note, Jackie and Sarah are ready. Ooh. Case, give me the music again. Rock, <laughs> drop, quiz is what we're gonna try. Yeah. All right, we so, are ready. And you can hear us just fine? Yes, I figure if it cuts out again, I'll just shout out random band names. I'm, I'm bound to get something right. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. All right, the way the game works, are you good? I I'll think we're good, yeah. set it up once again, is uh, when the ride begins, I will start asking you guys uh, trivia questions. They are very, very easy trivia questions, and they span the history of rock and roll. If you know the answer, just say your answer out loud. If we have a tie, it's no points. If you clearly get the answer, you get a point. Uh, and whoever gets the most by the time it drops, then we have a winner in that particular round. So first up in round one, Sarah, you're going to be playing for listener Josh. Zach, Jackie, you're going to be playing for listener Chris. And the winner will get a prize depending on how well you guys do. So it's all about thinking on your feet and not being distracted by the inevitable drop of doom <laughs> on the Campbell's Chunky Soup can drop. Are you guys ready? Yes, Bim, Bim, hold my hand. We are ready. Thank you. All right, when the ride starts moving, just say go, and I'll start asking the question. So, Mike go, Skelly. Go. All right, here we go. Whose house was called Graceland? Elvis. That's right, Sarah. What band sang about Detroit Rock City? Kiss. Kiss. Oh, that's Jackie. What band had an album called Dookie? Green Day. Oh, that's Sarah. Besides Def Leppard, what band had a song with Uten Gibben Glauten? Oh, that was Jackie. Ah, Besides Jack White, who was in the band White Stripes? I don't know. Ja Meg, Meg. Yes, Jackie Bam Bam. What kind of guitar was Jimi Hendrix famous for playing? Stratocaster. Oh, Jackie, got it. Which <laughs> album from Van Halen contained the song Jump? 1984. Yes, that's Sarah. What was Metallica's <gasps> debut album? <gasps> Uh, friggin' kill, kill them, all. them all. Oh, Jackie. Ah! What trio sang the song Oh, my Mbop? God. Hanson. Hanson. Yes. My favorite band. Which <laughs> member of ACDC oh wears a schoolboy uniform? Oh, that was Sarah. Sarah. Which beetle is left-handed? Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's over. And the wow. And Jackie, so, bro, the answer. doing it again. You are. The answer was not George. It was oh. Paul McCartney, by the way. All right. Let's get a total, Nick. Wow. I think for the first time in a very long time, we actually had a tie. I knew five it. I knew it. Oh. You guys were doing great. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I did not expect Jackie to do as well. I know his knowledge is incredible. I thought he was going to crumble under the pressure. Jackie, nice work. And, Sarah, you didn't know who else was in the, the white stripes? I, you know what? For some reason, I was thinking the rack on tours. Okay. All right. No problem. I, I okay. was looking at the traffic on I-95. <laughs> See? See? That's impressive. You made that point yesterday. Yep. You're flooded with a visual <laughs> display in front of you, and you're trying to think about that as well. Okay. So right, we so, have a tie. What does that mean for our listeners? All right. Mm. So for our listeners, either, and I'll make you, you can uh, make the call. Either they both win or neither wins. Oh, they both win. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Congratulations, John the Campout and Chris. You have yourself a workout holiday gift bundle. Woo! All right, this is a new era uh, dash performance cap, a protein shaker, a cooling headband, a stance. Uh, Pop fly socks, premium rally towel, and this is a uh, thank you to our friends at the Philly Citizens Bank Park and the New Era Store. All right. Yeah. All right, and I'm looking at how many questions we went through. There is a chance that we can do three rounds of this. All right, Preston. That's... I got a pretty good shot at that happening. So, all right. I think we can do it. And that way, because uh, we have a tie. Well, man, we could end up with a tie on the whole thing if one <laughs> wins one and one wins the next. That just means more prizes for people listening. It goes but, down, Bammer. But I mean, I mean between Jackie and Sarah. Oh. All right, but let's just find out. I'm just right. glad I didn't me- uh, mention uh, Hanson there. I'm glad you got that one, Sarah. <laughs> we put that one in. Of course cred. I did. I love them. Casey wanted me to put that in for you, Sarah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Casey. So I, I don't know if I'd qualify them as rock oh, trivia. They rock. Thank but... you, Preston. All right, so our next round, round two, we're going to have Jackie playing for listener Tara. Sarah. And Sarah is playing for listener Ryan. So we'll go with round two of the Rock Drop Quiz, and we're ready to start. You guys tell me when you start moving, and we'll begin. Let's wait for Mr. Skelly to start the ride. Go. Go. All right, here we go. Finish this title, Exile on... Main Street. Main Street. Oh, no, that was uh, Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Poison said, don't need nothing. But a good time. That's right. Sarah Sarah got it. What is the name of Dave Mustaine's current band? Megadeth. Oh, that was Jackie. Ow. Who originally did the song, You Really Got Me? Kinks. Kinks. Oh, that was Sarah. Ooh. Who plays drums for Blink-182? Travis Barker. Tra- yeah, that's Sarah. What band did a song called, It's the End of the World as R.E.M.? Yeah. That's Ty. Ty, yep. Uh, who had an album titled Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road? Beatles. Elton John. That's Sarah. Oh, my my gosh. (laughs) Keep asking. Who plays bass for Motley Crue? Nikki Six. That's correct, Jackie. (gasps) Who plays bass for 6 a.m.? DJ Aspa. Nikki again. Nikki. Who gets that one? Nikki Six. Sarah does. Sarah does. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. One more round. Nikki who? Giving herself points. I think Sarah got that. La- I'm sorry. I think Jackie got that last one. I think. Oh Jackie come on! But it doesn't matter because it's Sarah rigged. won round two, six to four. Whoa. Six to four, Sarah. You got that one. Handedly. All right. So that means we go with one more round, and that means actually that listener Ryan is our yeah. winner. Case, what does he get? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna figure this out. No, 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 no. I, uh, I threw it away, Preston. How many winners did we have yesterday? <laughs> I think we ran out of that. I have to come up with a different price. Don't you worry. Okay. Don't you, you worry. worry. I have some. Robin Hood will soon be here. Don't right. you worry. <laughs> Don't you fret. Oh, you know what? Um, you ain't the, seen nothing yet. We have a series of Philadelphia Phillies face masks, okay? And that is also from our friends at the New Era store. Oh, that's very cool. Yes. That's what we're giving to Ryan? Yeah. Okay, Ryan, hang on the line. We'll get your information. We have our final round, which will be... Uh, Sarah playing for Susan and Jackie playing for Harry. As of now, we had a tie in the first round. Sarah won the second round. And if Jackie wins this round, then it'll be a tie altogether. But we'll see. Has Jackie screamed at all? Uh, I don't know. There was a little bit of a a something. Although when I go down, though, the loudest. I'm blowing up my vocal cords over here. You haven't said a peep. 
All right, I'm fine. All <laughs> right. Are, are, you, are you guys ready for the next round? We are Yes, ready. we are. All right, and let me know when the ride starts to move, and I will begin asking the questions. Go. Go. All right, here we go. What band did Jerry Garcia play guitar? Grateful Dead. That's right. Jackie got it. Who played guitar, the guitar solo on Michael Jackson's song, uh, Beat? Eddie Van Halen. Ty. Okay. Kevin DeBrow sang for what? Quiet Riot. Yeah, that's Jackie. What band gave us the or uh, introduced us to Ruby Soho? Offspring. That Branson. was Branson. That's right, Sarah. Who wrote the song American Pie? Don McLean. Jackie. Sarah got it. Jackie. <laughs> what is the name of Pearl Jam's debut album? Ten. Ten. Oh, it's Sarah. Sarah. What was Guns N' Roses? Ooh. Appetite for Destruction. Yes, Jackie. Be quiet over there. Tommy and Gina are characters. Oh, in, bon Jovi. Ah. In what song? Living on a Prayer. Yes, Jackie. Who did oh, Geezer oh, Butler play? Black Sabbath. Yes, Jackie. Yeah. Heaven and Hell. Who? How, you don't get bonus points, How dude. many people make up the band ZZ Top? Three. Three. That's uh, Sarah. And two beards. What? Oh, yeah. I screamed. <laughs> oh, man. Are we in heaven? <laughs> Listen, now I want to say before we get the total, if Jackie won that and it's a tie, like I, did. I have enough to do yes. one more. Oh, oh yeah. really? let's do it anyway. Let's keep right, going. Right, right. right now, wait. Of seven to four, Jackie oh. Bam Bam takes round three. Oh, my God. Preston. Boo. We got to do one more. Do we introduce the angle of the blindfold this go round? The blindfold? Nah. Well, if you want to. I mean, they're doing fine. They are doing fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. We'll keep it as is then. They're, answer they're answering them quickly. So uh, I, th I think we'll, we'll we'll keep it nice and even keel. All right. So, uh, Case, that means our winner was uh, Harry. Harry, we have a, 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 I think it's a three-pack of face masks from the Philadelphia Phillies, the New Era store over at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, that'll be, make a great Christmas gift or something for dads and grads. Yes. All right. That we have one more round. <laughs> Round to go. The tie-breaking round. Yes. We're going to have uh, Sarah play for listener Vince, and Jackie is going to play for listener Carmen. They're getting the uh, the ride reset, and we will get started. Do you guys know if they can begin or not? One second. We're we're good. Stoking Egg. some more coal in the engine. If you begin moving. Go. Yep. All right, here go. we go. What country are the Scorpions from? Germany. Germany. Oh, that was Sarah. Ooh. Name two bands that Dave Grohl has been a member Food of. Food who got it? Uh, Sarah. Me. Sarah. 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 All right. Yeah. Who is the lead singer of Weezer? Rivers, Rivers Cuomo. Cuomo. That's Sarah. Sarah. What band gave us the album Tommy? Who? Ty. Oh, all right. What group was the inspiration uh, for the show Jersey Boys? Uh, the Four uh, Seasons? Four. Uh, yes, Sarah. Nice. Very good. Who is Gavin Rossdale's ex-wife? Yes, Sarah. <laughs> Who was the lead singer of No Doubt? Glenn Stefani. Yes. <laughs> That's a gimme. That's not fair. The number 2112. Oh, God. Is Rush, no. Oh, yes. Sarah got it. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh. Finish the <laughs> album title, Dark Side. On the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Who had a hit? With the song Round and Round. <laughs> Jackie got that. Does Jackie get that? I got that on the ride down. It the yep. buzzer. But it does not matter because of a final score of 8-4. to four, Sarah! Yeah! What's up? <laughs> love you, Bam Bam. Sarah, I love you too. the winner of the Rock Drop 
quiz. And our Very last good. winner on the phone line is uh, Vince. So, Vince, hang on. We're going to get information and set you up with this. Well, so, Vince, because you had Sarah as the champion of the Rock Drop Quiz, we have this amazing prize pack that has been supplied to us by the Philadelphia 76ers. It's a 76ers prize pack consisting of a backpack, 76ers hat, 76ers T-shirt, and an autographed photo framed, by the way, from Moses Malone. Wow. That is Marissa's ex-boyfriend. That's right. <laughs> All right, congratulations. He loves Hang on. Cheese. Hey, and we made it in just barely squeaked by a helmet. Only one question left. Wow. On my uh, on my list. So this uh, couldn't have worked out better, except for the twenty five minutes of getting everything right. Let me let me ask uh, Sarah and Jackie. Can you still hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hold on. We're coming in. Let me ask the last trivia question and see which one of you can get it correct. Okay. okay. All right, Jackie. You can hear, right? Yeah. All right. Here we go. What song featured the line "Heavy Metal Thunder"? Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild. Yeah, Jackie got it. Last one that I had. So nice job. They're easy questions. You they're guys hard are to, great. They're hard to answer when you're when you're going up and up and up like that. But <laughs> Sarah has a horror movie caliber scream. It's awesome. Yeah. I take that as a compliment. Yes, for me, absolutely. You, guys you know can... what the trick is? If you didn't fall asleep, nothing can shock you. That's why you were like the Jackie scream. I was numb. You could have dropped me off the bridge. He's been up for 81 hours. Yeah. Nice yeah. job, guys. That was fun. It was fun. It was. You guys Thank are great competitors. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Sarah, you'll be back on later this afternoon. Jackson will be back, right? Sure will, yeah. Why don't you guys go, uh, go to the hotel and sleep together for a little bit, and then uh, <laughs> come back. Jackie's already brought the comforter play, with him. I'm going to play more. That was fun. Jack, thanks for coming down, man. Thank you, Press. Good to see you, buddy. All right, we need to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get to the uh, B-File. We have the City 6 Pop Shot Championship taking place this morning. Other guests, including Rob McElhenney, on the show. Stay with us. We'll be back with more of the Camp Out from Hunger. For Hunger. COVID may have prevented Camp Out for Hunger's studio audience, but you can still feel like you're there at WMMR.com. Visit for daily picks, vids, our live stream, and more. Just went outside. It is brisk, ladies and gentlemen. The wind has uh, picked up, and it's going to be gusty today. 20-mile-an-hour gusts, so pretty pretty significant uh, given the cooler temperatures. So wind chill is going to feel pretty much like it's in the 30s all day long. Even colder tomorrow morning, but it will warm up as the day goes on. But we have sunshine today. It looks really nice. Our poor volunteers and interns and everybody outside, man, stay bundled up. And thanks to Cinch again uh, for uh, the, uh, the patio heaters out there. Yeah, another consideration for you, though, if you're coming no. by to drop off. You stay in the comfort of your vehicle. You drop off your food. You get our Preston and Steve Totally Office uh, poster calendar and uh, you know, know that you did something good. We would like to see a little bit more activity on that side of things. It would really, uh, really be good to see that. But any way you donate is going to make a difference. Yep. All right. So, case question. Yeah. There was another thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, it was another sponsor. I'll, I'll remember it in a moment. Um, but we're going to do we're going to do the B file, and then we have a donation after that that yes. we're going to go to. Yeah. Okay. Just checking on the the formatics of of all of it as we also are getting ready uh, for the city six. Pop oh. Shot Championship, which we're aiming probably about 20, 30 minutes from now. We're going to try to make that happen. And it's a modified form, obviously, this year. And I'll give you the rundown and exactly how that's going to take place uh, in a little bit. But uh, Casey and Nick made it happen. And we will have the six coaches on to be a part of that in a little bit. So let's go ahead and do the Bizarre File now. Here we go, Jason. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. 
All right, we're going to get to these stories in just a second. I got my fine sponsor to thank yes. of the Bizarre File. While you're getting that, Preston, there's a bit of an optical illusion here, so I can see you, but because of the reflection on the plexiglass, I occasionally can't see Casey. So <laughs> I'll see just Nick. I'll see floating papers go up over to you. Ooh. Yes, it's very, very it's eerie. Yeah. All right, let's do the Be Follow. It's brought to you by Hers Game Day Traditions, even at your home gate and however you're gearing up for the game. Make sure to have Philly's favorite hers, its favorite ch- uh, Philly's favorite chip hers forever good. So, an Alaskan Airlines jetliner struck and killed a brown bear while landing early Saturday evening, uh, caused damage to the plane as well. Uh, none of the passengers or crew members on board the plane were injured during the accident at the airport in southeast Alaska. The Boeing 737 killed the brown bear, Sal. you got to be kidding me. Uh, but a cub thought to be about two years old was uninjured. Louie, stay back, stay back. Uh, airport crew members had cleared the runway about ten minutes before the flight was expected to land. The plane landed after dark. And crews followed normal procedures for runway checks. The staff did not see signs of wildlife during the check, but the pilot spotted the two bears crossing the runway as the jet slowed after landing. Uh, the nose gear missed the bears, but the captain felt an impact on the left side after the bears passed under the plane. Well, everybody has their bears to cross. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the pilots <laughs> so good. saw the bear lying about 20 feet from the center of the runway as the plane taxied to a parking area. Was the bear holding those ping pong paddles by any chance? No. The left engine cowling of the jet was damaged, oh. and the plane remained in uh, Yucatan on Sunday. Uh, the airport partially enclosed uh, is is partially enclosed by a fence. Employees undergo annual wildlife hazard training and use pyrotechnics or vehicles to herd the animals away. But obviously, some bears got onto the runway. A man charged in a major Ponzi scheme dove into Shasta Lake in a submersible while fleeing law enforcement. So, in a lake, where exactly can you go? He tried to escape in a submarine <laughs> in a lake. But he had a submarine on standby? He, Nick, he did. 44, <laughs> 44-year-old Matthew Piercy, who owns two investment companies, was indicted for the $35 million Ponzi scheme. I know, a submarine. On November 12th. And when FBI agents tried to arrest the man on Monday, he drove off, leading authorities on a chase through neighborhoods and northbound lanes uh, on Interstate 5. He then abandoned his car and tried to escape by diving into Shasta Lake in an underwater submersible vehicle. And Preston, it was painted as a shark. Uh, He didn't make it that far and was arrested when he came out of the water about 25 minutes later. Yeah, we figured you'd Yeah. Eventually, you're going to run out of air. Uh, Piercy is charged with wire fraud, money laundering, and witness tampering. He allegedly worked together with a 65-year-old named Kenneth Winton who faces separate charges of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. I'm surprised that someone who plans their lake getaway in a submarine wasn't able to successfully pull off a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> uh, Piercy carried out an investment fraud scheme raising $35 million in investor funds from July 2015 through August 2020. Uh, he allegedly used his companies, Family Wealth Legacy and Zola, to solicit funds from investors, uh, investigators using misleading statements. So... Uh, you know, he thought he had it all worked out with that submarine yes. escape plan. These fools don't know I have a submarine waiting. 
German police on Tuesday arrested three suspects over a spectacular heist a year ago in which more than a dozen diamond-encrusted items were snatched from a state museum in Dresden. You remember yesterday I had a story in Germany? Yes. Where they had stolen over, I think it was near like $6 million. Like they did through the vault and everything. Yeah. Investigators were also uh, raiding 18 properties in Berlin. Well, this one was different in what local media have described as the biggest art heist in modern history. The robbers had launched their brazen raid on Green Vault Museum on November 25th, 2019, uh, having initiated a partial power cut and broken in through a window. They snatched priceless 18th century jewelry from the collection of the Saxon ruler August the Strong. Items stolen included a sword whose hilt is encrusted with nine large and 770 smaller diamonds and a shoulder piece which contained the famous 49-carat Dresden white diamond. So they stole these incredibly precious gems. And they stole the world's largest supply of Argentium. Uh, Dramatic footage released at that time showed one of the robbers breaking into a display case with an axe. Police hunting for the suspects had launched several appeals offering up to half a million euros in reward for information leading to their arrest. And on Monday, around 1,600 officers were deployed in the raids and arrests with special reinforcements called in from across the country to help. So they weren't messing around. So they did the diehard thing of of cutting off the power to the area, right? That's what I understand. Yeah. uh, Police did not identify the three arrested, but said that they... Uh, our German citizens. Germany has been hit by several high-profile heists with banks and museums uh, that are frequent targets. Pretty wild. Do I have time for another one, Case? Yeah. All right. Pope Francis making headlines after his Instagram account was caught liking a very sexy photo. Ooh. Posted by Instagram model Natalia uh, Garibato. Uh, it shows her leaning against lockers in a skimpy schoolgirl and suspenders outfit that leaves her very well-rounded derriere exposed. There is just something about this chick that turns me out. The 27-year-old Brazilian captioned the image with a call for subscribers and a smiling devil face. Uh, she wrote, I can teach you a thing or two. Can you teach us how to be better people? I uh, can't wait for you guys to see my October shoot on my site. Uh, the photo now has over 125,000 likes, and infamously, one of these was the Pope's Instagram account. Well, maybe this is part of that whole thing about reaching out and trying to bring more people into the church. Uh, before it could be quickly removed, Barstool Sports shared a video to Twitter showing uh, Garibato posing before panning down to show Pope Francis's like. So he did indeed do it, and I don't know. Was it like five flames and two thumbs up? In the video, she wrote, uh, My mom may hate my ass pics, but the Pope be double tapping. <laughs> That's right. I be double tapping. That's right. He tapped on it twice. So good for that. All right. Yeah. Talk about promotion. Uh, yeah, totally. All right, and then uh, one more. Yes, uh, yeah. we'd be or, double tapping. I have time left. I can't see how much time is left on the... Uh... Yeah, me neither. Okay. The old clock on the wall. All right. go, go for it. No, no, the, uh, the, the music bed. A thief took up a pizzeria's offer to build your own pie right in the middle while he was burglarizing the restaurant. <laughs> Security footage recorded on Sunday shows a man who broke into Big Slice Pizza slip on a pair of gloves before tossing a lump of dough in the restaurant's kitchen. All the while, his submarine is running in the parking lot. 
The suspect topped and baked the pizza <laughs> while emptying the business's cash drawers and lifting several tablets. He then fled the restaurants uh, in the restaurant's delivery car, so he stole that, too. Bastard. Police identified the man in the video as Oscar Alexander Sanchez, and he was arrested Wednesday. Sanchez was already a defendant in another theft case and was free on bail at the time that the pizzeria was burglarized. So you have guys in Germany who are robbing, like, art collections and all these things. This guy robs a pizzeria. Yeah, and stole a pizza. Yeah. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. We are uh, doing some uh, interactions via Zoom this yes. year at the Camp Out for Hunger, and it's been working out great. And some of those are celebs, and some of those are supporters and don- donators. And we have a donation, and we would like to welcome now, we'll make sure our audio is working, uh, from Quality Services Plus. This is Mr. Chris Maples. Who yes! Is- this morning. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hi, Hey, nice to see you, sir. Thanks for coming on this morning. Nice to see you, too. We're also here with MEI Catering as well. Yeah, okay. So, Preston, I think I mentioned this story to you about a, a friend of mine who does uh, cater some of the events that we have at our home. Nick, he has a, he's the one who runs MEI Catering. He put me in touch with Chris, and Chris, explain where it went after that. Uh, yeah, so Nick's my uncle. Uh, we partnered together. Uh, I know we're huge uh, supporters of Camp Out for Hunger every year. Our guys love listening to it. Uh, and we typically uh, do some type of charity every year together. If it's uh, fixing up a, uh, a homeless shelter or doing a Make-A-Wish today, obviously this year uh, it's a big uh, – food insecurity is really big in the Philadelphia area and throughout the entire country. So this is where our efforts were supported this year, so we're happy to be a part of this. Uh, I know it means a lot to the people that are, you know, taking uh, – helping out and getting the product from Phil Abundance. So we're just happy to be involved this year. Excellent. Uh, tell people about Quality Services Plus and what exactly you guys do. Uh, we're a graphic supplier for multi-location corporations. Uh, so we have a bunch of large format printers and cutting tables, and we manufacture graphics and supply them all over the country. Uh, we shut down a little bit in the beginning of COVID, but uh, we got an exemption from the government. We opened them back up again uh, and kept supplying graphics that you see everywhere sneeze guards and graphics and floor decals and everything that's keeping people safe right now so you're able to re- repurpose a little bit and get that going and then uh, you were kind of describing to me the things you've done in years past to help families you know as you said like with make a wish and other stuff and, and and the and the idea came to you that okay this year it's clearly about the essentials about food and about other things like that so uh and uh and so uh you're so you're making a donation today uh, how much, if I may ask, what, what are we getting today? Yeah, so uh, our team really pulled together, um, and we're proud to present $30,000. Wow. Oh! wow. 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 Oh! 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 That is effing awesome. That brought out my inner Michael Jackson. Oh! Oh! Dude. That's massive. Uh, wasn't expecting to hear a number like that. That's the biggest number we've heard so far. Yes. Um, wow. And did this... Um, uh, wh- wh- how, how do you guys do this every year? I mean, is this uh, is this straight from the, the company? Is this uh, the the employees pooling together? I mean, you know, you're you're, you're very philanthropic. How, how do you guys go about that? Um, it's just from the company. I think it's something we feel very passionate about that we should be giving back to the community. Um, you know, we have a lot of great people that work for us. Our team is is our company, um, and and we're proud every year to to help out in some respect. It's just something that we've ingrained in the company, and and that we think we're going to continue to do moving forward. And we 
encourage other companies to do as well. Well, and I want people to remember, remember the names of the companies such as your, your company, Chris. And, uh, you know, again, just knowing Nick, uh, MEI Catering has been a part of our family get togethers for years and always, you know, provides great, great food. And he's been able to sort of help, you know, weather through this nightmare uh, that's going on. But, you know, when you step up like that, when you, as I said before, and I, I, I posted this on, on Twitter, when you see some, you know, a company that's taken a hit and then gets back up or people who are kind of hurting who still turn around and donate, that is so amazing and so impressive. So 30000 is going to go an incredibly long way, and you're doing so much good. So thank you uh, for being a part of the Camp Out for Hunger. Sounds good. We appreciate it. Kathy, also a Pensbury alum here. So oh, oh, nice. See, Go Falcons. there are good people in Bucks County. Did you know Kathy in high school, or would she not talk to you? Uh, Kathy used to babysit me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, Kathy, yeah. You used to babysit him, Kathy. Wow. <laughs> hey, and uh, so we want, you know, for that generous donation to our community, everyone's community, uh, we'd like to see if, if people, uh, we need to send business your way to Quality Services Plus. So how do people uh, reach out to you? How do they find you? Uh, is your website Quality Services Plus or what? Our website's QSPUSA.com. Okay. Uh, there's a contact form on there and our number. So okay. feel free to reach. Dude, thank you, Chris. That's huge. It's going to go a long way. So thank you uh, to you and the company uh, for being a part of this. Chris Maples, guys. Yes. What a nice guy. Great company. Awesome. Catering. Awesome. Uh, MEI Catering. MEI. Yeah, and Nick. And I. if you contact me, I'll give you the information. Uh, again, uh, great food for your family get-togethers. You know, he's, he's working with ways to, to provide. He's they're, they're super safe and super conscientious about the, the food and, and how they're handling everything, but uh, just delicious stuff. We can't uh, th- we can't have a family event without MEI catering. Somebody on the text message board is is pointing out it's uh, from Gino. That's quite obvious. We don't have a confetti cannon for the I big know. thirty thirty thousand dollar donations. So we need to get little, you know those little individual pop things. I think so. Pull the string. How on about gender reveal? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do a gender Finger reveal. Blue. Wow. All right. Um, oh, and I remember what I was getting earlier. I was like, man, there was something I want to mention. I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, I did get word of this uh, from one of our staff that uh, it's their tradition now. Uh, the Temple University ROTC group is working their way down here. You know how they always, yeah, yeah. You know how they, they always jog yes. down here yeah, from the yeah. campus? They're coming down. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. So if you, That's that's something it wouldn't be the camp out without them. If you see a group in uh, in camo uh, with rucksacks uh, running down here, that or you know out on the road, that's what they're they, doing. They yeah. just hop on broad and run south, right? straight down. I guess yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's the way you would go, right? That's really really cool. So there's yeah. um, a gentleman who's actually uh, you know um, overseas right now. I believe he's is he running here. No, oh. no. But uh, <laughs> Rodenbaugh is his name. Uh, and uh, I went to college with his mother and father. And, and he started doing this years and years ago. Wow. I believe it when we first got here. And, uh, and now he's overseas uh, fighting for our country. So. That's that's fantastic. Yep. By the way, I'm thinking of those guys running down Broad Street. I hope they go straight through City Hall, yes. not around it, right? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, if you're going to do it, yeah. you might as well go. If they under. don't open up those doors and let them run through, yeah. Yeah. those effers, they better let them through. Right. We'll look. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, catch them as they come running by in front of us here at Xfinity Live. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're aiming for, in about 10 minutes or so, to get underway the City 6 Papa Shot Championship. It is going to happen in a new way. Uh, we'll come back with that and more. Camp Out for Hunger on MMR. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection.
Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers has interest-free financing online and in stores. It's easy. It only takes seconds. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Nobody likes a delay of game, and while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I want to thank uh, this hour's sponsor of the Camp Out for Hunger. It is Nerd Street Gamers. And Nerd Street Gamers is actively encouraging their followers and gamers to get involved with the Camp Out and donate either on-site or online. Nerd Street Gamers, proud sponsor of uh, Camp Out for Hunger for the second year in a row, which is wonderful. We're going to get the City Six Pop Shot Championship underway in just a moment. But first, we have some guests uh, outside who are uh, busy unloading uh, their donation. So we wanted to welcome into the tent, uh, I assume, is their uh, CO of this group and I thought we had the ROTC here. Am I correct? This is the Pennsylvania Army National Guard. What? Master yes, Master Sergeant Noss is here. Oh, hey. That's awesome. Thanks for being here this morning. Thank you very much. So the PA National Guard? Uh, yes, sir. We are part of the uh, 103rd uh, Brigade Engineer Battalion. Okay. Um, Pennsylvania Army National Guard uh, located right here in University City in Philadelphia. No kidding. Oh, well, thank you so much. Did you guys... Um, did you come down in that van, or did you run, or uh, we uh, foot marched down from 32nd and Market down to here at Xfinity Live? Outstanding! I tell you what, wasn't that an impressive sight to see? Yeah, you know, we have, we have the, obviously the best National Guard, the best armed forces in the, in the in the world, and to see also them out there in the parking lot unloading, loading up. The food into the boxes uh, is as the sun ru- is rising. Preston, it couldn't be better. Yeah, it's excellent. Uh, how long have you been in uh, the uh, Army National Guard? Uh, Sixteen years. Sixteen years. All right. So, if uh, in fact uh, uh, Brian, of course, photography is a, a, a former uh, Army as well. And um, is that is, does that mean your career or National Guard works a little bit different than? Uh, than being uh, a career army person, correct? Uh, we're all active uh, guard. Okay, uh, so we all work full time Monday through Friday. Okay, uh, so reserves are um... reserves are what I'm thinking of. You're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, we have a, a five hundred about five hundred thirty people in our battalion, and most of them are uh, traditional guardsmen. Two uh, one weekend a month, two weeks in the summer. Okay, and there are a group of us that are full time active duty uh, soldiers, and that's all that you that's what you see here. And uh, the drop-off you did today, is that a collection from uh, individuals, or did uh, you guys pool money together, or how did that work? Uh, we all just went out and bought whatever we wanted to bring or awesome. brought stuff from our house. Uh, we do it every year. Uh, we come down and drop off and do the foot march down here from, from University City. Love it, man. Well, thank you so much. It's good to see you guys in this yes. different year that uh, that we're doing this thing. And uh, normally we'd welcome everybody into a big tent with a lot of noise and uh, you know free food and stuff like that. But, you know, obviously we're doing what we can. Yes, thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Appreciate yes. it. Thank you for your service. So Master cool. Sergeant Noss from the Pennsylvania Army National Guard. And it's cold out there today, folks. So. You know, Preston, I, I think about our years in the French Foreign Legion. I we were, was, and, um, and, uh, I think God. back fondly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what shaped us. That was, yep. that's what made us the broadcasters we are. The brotherhood. Yeah. All right. So, listen, we are ready to take this out for a spin and see if this works. Ladies and gentlemen... We didn't think it was going to be possible, no. but Casey Boy and Nick McElwain 
got their heads together and figured out a way to make it occur. And what I am speaking of is the Preston and Steve City Six Papa Shot Championship. Yeah! And I believe this is going to be on our TV crews 40. This is going to be our seventh year doing that. I'm hearing people talking, and I'm not sure who that is, but so uh, I'll do games live. Ah, okay. It's probably Zoo, right? It sounds like Zoo. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's get right into that because we're going to do things a little bit differently this year. Uh, I'll explain exactly how it's going to roll out, but we may as well welcome the gentleman who's going to be bringing us the play-by-play as he has done for the last several years. He's trying to figure out a way to make this thing work. You can hear him saying it. Please welcome Mr. Mark Zumo. Hey, Zoo, are you there? No. no. Okay, we've got lots of people talking, yep. and uh, none of them are Mark Zuma. Can we get him up here to scrimmage? Maybe I don't know. Can we get him up the there? To, I think they're <laughs> having conversations with each other. Press, I think we can get him up there to scrimmage. They're doing so. their job right now until yeah. they get to us. Right. Um, all right, Mark Zuma, are you there? See, even played this song for That'd him. It's called perfect. The Zoo from the score. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Imagine like, if this was going well. Yeah. I wonder if we could do that. Uh, yeah, I, just so many I see him. Like you know what? They hey may guys, want to stop talking. We're about to go to the segment. Zoo, we're going to open with you. Uh, you we're, we're actually in the segment now. Uh, my camera's going off. It is off, and you'll hear the show. Who is talking? I think it might be my Comstock from Indre. Ah, okay. Hey, Zoo, are you there? Oh, I'm here. Yeah! <laughs> we only introduced you, know you about two minutes ago. How you doing, Mark? <laughs> Uh, and listen, I live my life at a two-minute delay. So that's a big deal. <laughs> Good point. All right. Uh, I was just about to explain uh, how we're doing things uh, this year, Mark. And, and it's um, obviously any type of uh, activity is a bit of a challenge to organize where people have to gather together. So we decided to do it a different way. It was uh, Casey's brainchild. He called you and he said your response was immediate. Yes, I'm in. So we appreciate that, man. Hey, listen, I got to be doing something at some point. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like a rotting apple. I have to tell you, I'm sitting in the waiting room with the coaches, and I said, I feel like the accountant on Academy Awards night. I'm the only one who, who knows who won this thing. It's true. There's actually only a handful, and yeah. they're, they've all been now, they all have Secret Service protection. Yeah. Yeah. So the, what, what, uh, what Zoo is referring to is the fact that the way we had to do it, because we weren't going to be able to have uh, groups of people gathering here, and we really weren't going to have much room to put even a papa shot in this much, much smaller tent that we're broadcasting from. So Casey had the bright idea that we would contact uh, the city coaches and ask them if they wouldn't mind filming them doing a round of free throws in their school's gym. We film it and we make sure it's, you know, no redos or anything like no, that. No special effects, no, and, no and green no, screen. And nobody knows what the scores will be. So everybody still at this point feels like they're a viable, you know, possible champion in this event. So we, we had them film it. We got the video over to Zoo. Zoo did a play-by-play. Yes. And we pre-recorded the whole thing. Yeah, as only he can. Yeah, that is correct. And, um, and packaged it all together. And you know, we, have a, we, we had all of the coaches do the preliminary round, which is a free throws. And then we also had them all shoot uh, three-pointers for the championship round, not knowing who was going to make it to the final round. Uh, and um, uh, only two coaches make it to the final round, but all six coaches shot both rounds as well. So okay. like Zoo was saying, only he, I, 
Nick Murphy, who edited the video, and uh, this guy Chuck, who uh, we have a trophy, uh, and uh, the trophy has been engraved, so only four of us know who actually won this whole Now, thing. at the time we start playing things back, they're all going to have to turn a key simultaneously, yes. correct? Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Right. In order to make it work. So, uh, And one of the things I want to point out about the, uh, the championship trophy that uh, Casey had mentioned is uh, we decided to change things. Initially, when we did this... <laughs> It was a golden jock strap. Yes. Or, or no, it was a cup. Yeah. A protective cup. A cup. Mounted on a board. And uh, and we were very proud of that. And yeah. uh, and it made its way around from coach to coach for a little while. But we decided to make things a little bit more legitimate this year with a heart to it. So Casey, It's hard to monogram a, a cup. I, I'm going to hold this up, and I won't show the name or anything like that. But we actually have a championship cup that has been uh, created. And we've decided to give this a name to a very important person and a huge fan of the Preston and Steve show. Uh, she was assistant to Jay Wright for many, many years, and her name was Helene Marcanti. And Helene uh, just loved that Jay got involved with this. So we are officially going to dub this the Marcanti Cup. Awesome. And that awesome. is what the champion will win. So, yep. unfortunately, she lost her battle with cancer, and uh, and we miss her dealer. Honestly, she's yeah. as essential to this getting off the ground in its its first go-round and following through all the years. Her energy helped propel this, and she was a sweetheart. And if you recall, uh, Jay Wright has won this, uh, this trophy twice. Yes. And he reacted, I mean, more excited when he won this thing than... When Villanova won the national championship with a buzzer beater three pointer, I mean, I'm, I've got chills thinking about that yeah. game winning shot, and he just kind of had this look and, and like a little tiny fist pump when he won this thing because of Helene. He went absolutely bonkers. He ran yep. around like a lunatic. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, so we have we have uh, dubbed it that, which is cool. And also, this cup will also kind of serve like a Stanley Cup, meaning uh, when a champion uh, is is crowned, that champion will then carry that cup for an entire year, and then we'll have to bring the cup back to the tent for the, the following year's champion. Yep. By the way, has anyone noticed that uh, Zeus Beard is just phenomenal? Yeah, dude, it's yeah. gotten yeah. bushy, bud. That is, that, is a, that is a... Can we get a clipping of your beard to put in the cup for the winner? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. You have to drink the... I love that. Uh. <laughs> hey, Zoo, real quick, because I know we, we're, we're going to move on to things, but t- tonight's the draft. So, like, the NBA's been, uh, you know, uh, since the, the Lakers won... You know, and and so trades were happening yesterday. But tonight's the draft. What are your thoughts on the draft? Yeah, it's really exciting. We have uh, we're at 21. We got four picks in the second round, and we got Daryl Morey in the front office, who is known to do just about anything. He is a really smart guy. I had the opportunity to do something with him for the 76ers the other day, and you know, he kind of comes off like as a real casual surfer dude, a guy that you would meet in a bar and talk to for a couple of hours. But he's getting down to it, and I'm really excited for tonight. Excellent. Hey, and before we get this underway, Zoo, were you pretty impressed with, uh, you know, not to, to tip the hand, but were you impressed by the uh, coaches uh, using a full-scale regulation size uh, hoop and ball? Yeah, it was great. It was really cool. They had somebody taping it. I will say that a couple of the coaches uh, strategically did a better job than the other guys because two of the coaches, I'm not saying who until we actually play the tape, uh, not only had someone shagging, but they had someone next to them with a rack of balls, and that turned out to be, I think, a much more efficient way to do it. Yeah, that's the way I would think you'd Absolutely. want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I would say maybe a couple of the coaches were in it to win it. Yeah. Mm. and that, Honestly, the prep is as much uh, a, a, a pathway to success here, and, of course, paying people off. That, too. Yeah. That's part of it. <laughs> 
All right, so Case, should we get this started? Yeah, let's get this thing started. All right, I'm going to begin by introducing the coaches. We'll meet them one at a time. We'll say hello. We'll play the tape, and then we'll get the reaction afterwards, and then we'll move on to the next. And we have six, obviously, to go through with the two highest scores going on to a championship round of three-pointers. Now in his fifth season with the Drexel Dragons, a native of Morgantown, West Virginia. He played college basketball at Ithaca College after graduating from the Hill School in Pottstown, PA. He was previously the head coach at Army at 44 years old with height and weight currently unknown. Please welcome Zach Spiker! Morning, Coach. Morning, guys. How you doing? Great to be here. We are doing wonderful. Thank you so much. We appreciate you checking in. Wow, you're is that? Oh, that's a virtual background. I'm like, dude, you're on the court right now. (laughs) You can't tear that guy away from there. He's at the top of the Eiffel Tower, Preston. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, listen, and we're going to do this with every single coach. We want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule uh, to participate in this. Was it? Um, uh, did you have fun doing it this way? Yeah, it, it was great. I think my score may have been better from the free throws than it was from the Papa shot the last four years. So wow. it maybe uh, got a better chance. I don't know. As a player. As a player, what was your specialty? Were you were you a, were you known as a shooter? Were you were you a passer? Uh, passing, passing the defense. If you regard me, you were going under on the ball screen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, we're going to find out how you did, and we'll we'll get your reaction to this uh, after we roll the tape. So, are we ready? All right. Nick Murphy, roll the tape. Here we go. Okay, first up we have Zach Spiker, the head coach of the Drexel Dragons, and we are underway. He makes his first free throw. Spiker, of course, now in his fifth season leading the Drexel men's basketball program. He's 10 seconds in. He's got three. Interesting scenario here. He has one man underneath the basket who is shagging balls for him. He delivers the ball to Spiker at the free throw line, does not bounce at all, just takes the ball in rhythm and shoots. He's about 25 seconds in. He only has six. Now he swishes one more for seven, about halfway through, exactly halfway through his one minute. Zach Spiker, the Dragons, returning their top five scorers as he looks forward to this season, last season. Drexel, its most wins ever under Spiker. Right now he's trying to win this. He's got 17 seconds to go. He's got 11. He's got 12. He's got, oh, he rims it with nine seconds to go. He's got 12. Now he's got 13. Spiker with six seconds to go. The Drexel coach has 14. Here's three seconds. Oh, he gets it back one second to go. Can he get one more off? Yes. That'll do it. 16 for Drexel head coach Zach Spiker. Wow. Uh, that, that was pretty damn smooth, man. That was good. You know how to hit nothing but net, man. The the ones you were missing were bouncing around the rim, but those those all went in nice and clean. That was that was pretty badass. Yes, it was. Very impressed. Nice. And Casey wants me to remind people you can watch this on our YouTube channel right now. We're running this whole thing live. So 16 points. Hmm. How do you feel about that score, Coach? Uh, it, it's better than any score I've had the first four years at inside the <laughs> So your approach, obviously, to uh, shooting free throws is different uh, than Papa Shot. Well, listen, some coaches will go for nothing but net on Papa Shot, and then others will use the backboard. Do you remember what your approach was for the Papa Shot machine? Just make them. I wasn't trying to use the backboard. <laughs> Just make them, yeah. Uh, well, listen, How? Uh, a quick question on uh, the upcoming season and COVID and how that's going to affect. What's what's your, your take on, on how you're hoping things roll out? 
Well, it, it affects everything. It affects this event. It affects our practice. It affects how we go about our daily lives right now. And I think we just have to take it literally one practice at a time. We're appreciative that we can get in the building, that we can practice, we can be together. Uh, it's been incredible if we go back to March till now, what our players have experienced or haven't had a chance to experience. Um, it's just, it can be a lot. I yeah. really want badly for them to have the opportunity to compete and play in games and Hopefully we're a week out. We play next Wednesday at Penn State. Um, if things continue to go in this direction, and we're thankful for those for that opportunity to prepare for. I mean, you're looking at athletes who have, you know, focused their whole lives at getting to this point, and this is such a big hiccup. But, uh, you know, obviously everyone knows we will get past this and yep. hopefully get back to what we love about what you do. All right, 16 points for Zach Spiker. We're going to move on. The coach is going to stand by because he might make it into the finals. We'll find out. Let's get to our next one. He returns for his second season with the St. Joseph's men's basketball program and first as associate head coach. He coordinates the on-court player development program and overseeing the team's defense. And this will be the second season on Hawk Hill for him. And first as their associate head coach after spending the previous four years at his alma mater, Bucknell University. Ladies and gentlemen, John Griffin the first. <laughs> Thank Joe, you. Good Thank morning, you. Coach. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, it was uh, it was an exciting uh, free throw and three point contest to be a part of. Nice. And your your first ever with us, correct? It was. It was. And it was uh, it was a bit unique. We did it after practice, so I had all the players pointing out all of my flaws, <laughs> all of my technique flaws, <laughs> similarly to the way that I do for them. Every single shot. Uh -huh. So it's a nice little added pressure bonus. Over the years, we've talked to the coaches when, they, when they've been doing our Papa Shot Challenge. I'm like, do you ever shoot Basics? They're like, no. No, no, no. I, 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 I quit doing this a long time ago. I just tell people what to do. So it's exactly. got to be interesting having them turn it around on you. Yeah. So, Coach, I, uh, I coached my son's basketball team. They were, uh, you know, seventh graders last year. I don't know if we're going to have a season this year in eighth grade. But, uh, you know, I have started every single practice after just kind of messing around. Had them all shoot on, uh, go to the free throw line and shoot uh, free throws. And, I, you know, my coaching technique is to keep – their shot as simple as possible. Keep the motions down and just try and, you know, uh, do the same thing over and over and over again. And I don't know if I was doing the right thing or not. Yeah, consistency um, as a shooter, technique-wise, will help um, your percentages go up. So that's the right way to go about it at that age. And then as the, as the kids get bigger and stronger, they'll use that consistency as a model for... Uh, for the future. Yeah, Good. like the same thing every time. Foot placement, maybe two bounces, and then shoot. That's it. Yeah. All so while smoking. Free throws, <laughs> free throws, big routine. Yes. Big time routine for free throws. Nice. All right. Well, let's see how you do. If you're just tuning in, the City Six Pop Shot Challenge was filmed ahead of time in each coach's gym. And we are now going to see how John Griffin III for St. Joe's does. Let's roll the tape. Here we go. Next up, St. Joe's John Griffin III, the associate head coach of the Hawks. This is taking place at a practice gym, and we are underway. He misses his first. The coach right now standing at the line. He appears to be straightaway. He's got pretty good form. He's got one guy underneath who is shagging basketballs. There is a rack nearby filled with basketballs, but they are just using this one. He's 15 seconds in. He's only got two as he rims his latest free throw attempt. Now he makes it for three. John Griffin 
working with Billy Lang, the former 76er assistant, now the head coach of the St. Joe's Hawks in his second season. As we approach the halfway point, 30 seconds in, 30 seconds to go, he's got seven. Griffin trying to establish some rhythm, now he's got eight. 23 seconds to go, he's got nine. His father, John, was the St. Joe's head basketball coach from 1990 to 1995. But his most immediate concern, this latest competition, 12 seconds to go, he's got 11. He needs to have a good backstretch, he's got 12. John Griffin of St. Joe's with six seconds to go, he's got 13. He's got 14, he's got three seconds to go, two. Oh, he misses his last one and that'll do it. 14 for John Griffin III, the associate head coach of the St. Joe's Hawks. So far, Drexel, Zach Spiker right ahead of him with 16. Mm, not quite enough for mm. first on that one, John, but that doesn't mean you're out of the hunt as of yet. So we're going to see how this plays out. How, in, in, in watching, Have you watched that video back, or is this your first time seeing it? That's my first time seeing it. I mean, Coach Spiker clearly got to the rim more than I did, so he was much more comfortable at the free throw line. Um, <laughs> it was very rare for me to get into the paint as a player. Yeah. So I'm a little bit uneasy at the free throw line. <laughs> I, you know, I've always found that amazing. You know, you, you take Shaq as, as the great example of, yeah. of an amazing player and couldn't, <laughs> couldn't I make know. free throws. How does that happen? I, I don't know. I guess you just you have your specialty on the court, right, Coach? That's right. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, and we'll see if you make it to the finals. We appreciate it. That right. is St. Joe's John Griffin the third. Well done. And let's move on to our next contestant, a graduate of Council Rock High School in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and a man who once scored 69 points against Malvern Prep. He later graduated from Bucknell University in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, where he played on the basketball team and was a member of the Sigma Chi fraternity. In his 19 seasons as head coach, he has led the Wildcats to six Big East Conference championships and led Villanova to the 2016 NCAA championship, defeating North Carolina and the 2018 NCAA championship, beating Michigan, a two-time Papa Shot champion at six feet two inches. Your head coach of the Villanova Wildcats, Jay Rice. And he's not with us. No, he's not going to be able to be with us until maybe a little bit later on. But his video is here. Oh, Preston, you were aware awesome. of this. Well, there we go. The second that I said, Jay, right, I turned to Casey, and he's giving me the cutoff signal, <laughs> the hand across the throat. I'm like, and he's not here. No, unfortunately, Jay had a Zoom already um, scheduled for this time. So uh, we're hoping to maybe get him on the tail end of this segment. Okay. And it's really, really important because of the, the trophy being named the Mercanti Cup after his longtime assistant, Helene Mercanti. It's very, you know, for me, it's important to have him on. Yep. Now, he did shoot his free throws, and uh, we do have the video ready to go. Our, mar our man, Mark Zumoff, on the play-by-play. -play. And you'll hear, by the way, you'll hear a little ding every time that he makes a, a basket. So let's roll the tape. Here we go. Next up, Villanova's Jay Wright at his practice gym, and we are underway. The coach making his first, showing very good form, wearing a stylish Villanova face mask. He makes his first three just 10 seconds in. Jay Wright, his 20th season as the Wildcats head coach and a pair of NCAA national championships. He's about 20 seconds in. He's showing good form. He's got five, a solid performance so far by the coach. By the way, one of only three active Division I head coaches with multiple 
national championships to his credit. The others, Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and Roy Williams of North Carolina. He's got about 25 seconds to go. He's only got nine. He's got to get cracking here. Jay Wright of Villanova now with 20 seconds to go. He's got 10. Getting the ball from one man who is shagging for him, and that is it. 15 seconds left. Oh, he gets a couple of bounces on the rim. He's got 12. 10 seconds to go. He's got 13. Jay Wright of Villanova coming down the stretch. He swishes one for 14. Five seconds to go. Oh, he hits the back of the rim. Two seconds. He'll only have time for one more. Got it. So he's got 15. That puts him in second place behind Zach Spiker of Drexel with three in the can and three more yet to shoot. Nice, smooth delivery there. Yeah. He took his time. He made every shot, just missed a couple of them, but uh, that was pretty impressive. So he is in second place right now, still in the running to possibly move on to the championship round. So maybe we'll be able to check in with Coach a little bit later on. In the meantime, let's get our next one up and running. Born on October 2nd, 1972, right here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and a graduate of Simon Gratz High School. He is a former professional basketball player who played 14 seasons in the NBA, including eight with your Philadelphia 76ers. He is currently the head coach for his alma mater, Temple University. At six feet, five inches, 209 pounds, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron McCoy! Good morning, coach. I see him clapping and giving us a thumbs up. Sorry, I was on mute here. Hey, nice to see you again, sir. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks for having me. And how has, uh, you know, we've been talking mainly about uh, the forum and so on, uh, getting ready for, let's let's talk about uh, Temple and the season and so on. Uh, Have practices been going on for a little while? How are things different so far this year? They've been going. I I think the most important part is keeping these guys engaged. It's been a lot that's been going on in our society, you know, throughout the summer and, you know, into the fall and leading into the season. But the biggest thing I try to get to impress upon those guys is, look, we get the opportunity to play college basketball and be student athletes. You know, there's a lot of other people out here that are struggling in our world today. So let's let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy one another. Yeah, I assume that, as you said, that the idea in any season, in any situation, you know, outside of COVID, it'd be difficult enough to keep focused. Then you add on this and all the other stuff that's pulling them mentally in other directions. Uh, but they're responding well. I like to think so. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I guess that's a good point. It's got to be a tough place for a coach because um, the world is full of distractions. Even when it's a normal world we're living in, when there's all kinds of society issues and illness issues and things like that, um, I would imagine that it it takes some effort sometimes uh, to motivate the members of a team and remind them that not only what they're doing is for themselves, but for the entertainment of people who are looking for a distraction as well. Would that be correct? Yeah, this is this is what we do. We love basketball. Along myself, along with these other. The coaches that's on the line here, we love being in the gym. So, you know, what better way to have it? There's a lot of other things that we can be out here doing, but we choose to be, you know, involved in basketball. Hey, Coach, I want to ask you about the upcoming NBA season. Obviously, you're um, the, a college coach, but I was actually having this discussion with my wife and son about the upcoming season uh, because, obviously, with what happened with the pandemic, the NBA season went a little bit longer. And But so there are some teams that had a – 
that are going to have a really long time off in between their last game they play and the first game they play. And then, obviously, other teams like the two teams that were in the NBA Finals where they had a shorter amount of time. For you as a player and even as a coach, do you think it is more beneficial to have the seasons butt up against each other like it's going to happen for the Lakers or for maybe another team that has been off uh, since before the bubble? Well, I, th- I think for a, a guy like LeBron and, and guys that's been around in the NBA for a long time and playing all-star games, they play on Olympic teams. And I think it's difficult for those guys to start uh, right away because of the, the amount of mileage that they have on their bodies. But for some of these younger guys who, who didn't have a long stretch in the, in the playoffs, uh, it's going to benefit those guys early on. But you know, they're pros, and that's why they call them uh, professionals. Those guys understand how to take care of their bodies and minds and, and prepare themselves for the for the long haul of a season. That's what I said. That's yep. exactly what I said. Nice. You should play professional basketball, I Casey. Should. I'll think about it. All right, let's see how you do. We need uh, 15 at least, or you need to beat 15 to get into the uh, finals. So let's roll the tape on Aaron McKee. Practice gym on the campus of Temple University. He makes his first two. Aaron McKee, of course, the former NBA player, now in his second season with the Owls. And he's got an interesting setup here. He has one man underneath shagging basketballs and another man right next to him, just to his right, at the line with a rack of basketballs. And Aaron McKee is taking the balls off the rack, and so far he is doing well. He's got nine. He's got about 35 seconds in. He's got ten. Aaron McKee showing great form, showing the same form that he displayed when he was the sixth man in the air in the NBA back in 2001. He's got 25 seconds to go. He's got 15. He is threatening Zach Spiker, our leader, and he's got 16. He ties him, and now he's our leader at 17. Aaron McKee's got some rhythm, and here he goes. He's got 19 with 15 seconds to go. Last one off the front of the rim. Second one off the back of the rim. Finally makes one. He's got 20. He's got eight seconds to go. 21 for Aaron McKee. 22 for McKee with four seconds to go. Three seconds. McKee misses one. Now he makes it. He's got 23, and that'll do it. 23 for Aaron McKee. By far our leader after four have shot. Wow. Nice. I apologize, guys. I'll fox all of that. I thought it was Papa Shot rule, right? Right. Yes. 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 <laughs> Listen, ah. the Papa Shot's got all those balls down there in the bottom that you get to uh, that you you get to grab at. So yes. I, I think you had the right idea with uh, having the ball shagged and the whole rack there. So twenty three. That's an impressive performance, and the fact that he was a professional that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad at all. All right. Well, listen, Coach. We're going to see how you uh, stack up against the other. So hang on the line, okay? Excellent. All right, Aaron McKee. We're moving on next to our uh, fifth competitor. Uh, Since 2018, he has been the head men's basketball coach at LaSalle University. Graduated from Monsignor Bonner High School. You love them, don't you, Casey? And went on to graduate from Drexel University in 2004 with a degree in communications. Previously, he was an assistant coach to Jay Wright at Villanova University. Currently, a resident of Conchahawken, Pennsylvania, at six feet tall, Ashley Howard. Coach, good morning. How you guys doing? Man, we are doing well. Thank you so much for joining us again for this event. We appreciate it. Uh, have you seen the other guys go? I have. 
And apparently we have a we have a ringer in this group. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. Now listen, do you uh, do you get out? Do you, do you shoot hoops at all, just for fun, from time to time? So I have a two year old. So the most shooting I'm doing now is on a little tyke's court. Not <laughs> garage. So I'm you have a, a just a decided advantage. Yeah. Got a lot of practice over over the uh, over the pandemic. I don't know how much it helped me during this competition, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of practice over the pandemic, um, staying in touch with uh, you know during the off season with your with your players and making sure that they they stay up on their skills is that um, is that something you try to do? Absolutely, but you know d- during this time when when especially when we couldn't be with our players, you get a chance to see which guys really love basketball, right? And and um, you know fortunately for us, you know we have a lot of guys that that love being in the gym that that you know were antsy that that were frustrated when they couldn't get in the gym and you know now that we have them all back you know i think because our guys had that time off you know the energy uh towards coming to practice every day has been has been pretty good let me ask you something because we've noticed we put in in play for this year's you know camp out it's the same but it's different uh certain things that we're going to definitely carry when we return to normal when we return to the camp out that we usually execute uh, is there anything that you've learned during this time that you think you will bring into a post-COVID training regimen? You know, it's it's not anything in particular. Um, the, the, the main thing is just uh, showing gratitude. Right. right. I think once we get caught in, in our own worlds, we, we, we tend to forget how much we have to be thankful for. And then when, you know, small things are taken away from us, it, it reinforces just that sense of gratitude for everything that we have. So, you know, like like the other coaches said, we're very fortunate to be able to do what we love to do. And, um, you know, even during this time, for us to still have the opportunity to practice and play ball is, uh, is, um, is more than most people have. Well, it's great advice. I love it. All right, well, we're going to see how you did on the court, and uh, let's see if you make it to the finals. Let's roll it. Here we go. Ashley Howard. Our fifth of five contestants now, the LaSalle Explorers head basketball coach, Ashley Howard. And we are underway, and the coach makes his first. Ashley Howard getting ready for his third season as the head coach at 20th and Alney, the former assistant to Jay Wright at Villanova. And he has only one man underneath who is shagging basketballs. So, so far, Aaron McKee has the best setup with the one man underneath and another man to his right with a rack of basketballs, and that's how he got it done. So far, seven in the can after 25 seconds. Make it eight for the head coach of the LaSalle Explorers, Ashley Howard. We are halfway through, and he makes his tenth. A good pace here for Howard. Remember, Aaron McKee's the leader with 23. Zach Spiker of Drexel in second place with 16. Here comes Howard with 20 seconds to go. He's got 13 as he swishes his latest. He looks very comfortable now at the line. He's got 14. 12 seconds to go. Give him 15. Here comes Ashley Howard with 10 seconds to go. Give him 16. That ties him with Spiker for second. And now he's alone in second place with 17. Three seconds to go. Give him 18. Two seconds to go for Howard. Yes! Right at the buzzer. 19 for Wow. Ashley Howard, that'll make him number two, right behind Temple's Aaron McKee. What Sue didn't point out, he didn't miss one. No, he did. That was 19 straight. I, there weren't any of them that missed, were there? I don't think there was. No, he wow. nailed them all. That's the coach, dude. That was impressive. That's badass. <laughs> I think he's dumbfounded as well. I honestly forgot what my if I 
what, what my score was. I really. <laughs> well, we're going to remind you. It was pretty um, effing awesome. Yeah. 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 You're currently in second place right now with 19 behind Aaron McKee with 23. Now, the coach up uh, next is a, he's a graduate of Cardinal O'Hara High School. Uh, which is uh, your nemesis at, at Bonner. So when did, you, when did you graduate Bonner, by the way? 99. Okay. So uh, Bonner and O'Hara, is, is, uh, we've never liked each other. So it, I'm, I'm going to be interested <laughs> to see what happens with our next coach. All right. But that was, I, that was incredible. Uh, but, uh, Not one. Any idea how many straight you've, you've ever made without missing before, coach? Um, it, it's, it's a lot. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Don't know a number, but it's a lot. Okay, because nineteen is damn impressive. Yes, yeah. One. With that form too. All right, so far in second place. We'll see if you make it to the finals. We got one more to go, and we are ready to welcome our final coach. Currently, the head coach of the Penn Quakers men bas- men's basketball team, and uh, the former head coach of Boston College and Cornell. He is a native of Springfield Township, Pennsylvania, and a former player at Ursinus College. Casey's alma mater once again. Prior to becoming the head coach at Cornell University, he began his coaching career as an assistant coach at Springfield High School, Monsignor Bonner High School, Philadelphia University, and then on to the University of Pennsylvania. A three-time Papa Shot City Six champion, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Donahue. Welcome back, Coach. How you doing? Matt, it's great to be back, guys. Thanks for doing this. It's an incredible thing that you do. It's sorry you can't be in person, but we all appreciate that you do this every year. Thank you. We've got a we we got a, a tip a hat to Casey and Nick here because they're the guys that were you know we're like listen we've been doing this tradition for seven years I think now. Well, yeah, started in, event. Yeah, started in 2013, and really got a tip a hat to to all the coaches and and your assistants and anybody that uh, you know we had to um, coordinate this with because it was never a question of whether or not you would do it. It was just okay. How are we going to get this done? And since 2013. Everybody that we have had to deal with, and in your case, it's Sarah Parks. Um, you guys have been so easy to deal with, and we really, really appreciate you doing this because this is the biggest thing that we do all year. And uh, and I, you know, I, I love that um, that we can count on you guys for this. So thank you. Yeah, our pleasure, especially during this pandemic that you're seeing the need for your food and all over. But for you to put this effort out uh, is incredible for our city. And we thank you. Well, you're participating in something. Again, the whole idea of this and being out here. And, you know, we know we had to make accommodations for everything. But we wanted the, the structure, the camp out to be where it, it usually is with modifications. And you participating in the benchmark feature of the camp out for hunger is great. So, you know, you get those little bits of normalcy. We know we're heading in the right direction. And uh, but uh, honestly, you there's been no loss of competitive uh, nature here, and and everyone's just stepping up big time. So we uh, we're looking forward to seeing your performance. Yeah, and with that, uh, uh, Coach uh, Howard did not remember what his score was because we you know everybody did this a, a few maybe a week or two ago. Uh, don't don't tip it, but do you remember what your score was? <laughs> I, I, I think I do. 
Okay. All right. You, you laughed when you said that. I like that reaction. Right. I, already, I already told Spiker he can take off. Oh! All right. Well, let's, let's roll the tape, and we'll talk to you after. Let's go. Here we go. Let's and now the last of six competitors, Steve Donahue of Penn. Remember, Temple's Aaron McKee in first place with 23. LaSalle's Ashley Howard with 19. Donahue at least has to pass Howard to get himself to the finals. And we are underway. The Penn head coach shooting his free throws. Where else but at the historic Palestra? And like Aaron McKee of Temple, Penn's Donahue has himself a two-man setup, meaning he has a man underneath shagging basketballs, passing quickly to a man to his right at the free throw line who's got himself a rack of basketballs. They all are working in concert. And the coach seems to have a rhythm here. He's 25 seconds in. He's got nine. He's got ten. Doing very well is Penn Steve Donahue. Remember, he's been their head basketball coach since March of 2015. Unfortunately, no basketball for the Quakers. This year, their season called off due to the virus, so the coach really wants this one. He's got 20 seconds to go. He's got 16. He's got 17. He's closing it on Howard. He's got 18 with 15 seconds to go. He ties Ashley Howard with 19. Now he's got 20, and he'll be in the finals against Aaron McKee. What a performance by Steve Donahue, 22. He's got 23. He's tied with McKee for first place. He's got 24. So it'll be McKee and Donahue in the finals as Donahue ends it with 26 wow. free throws made. Wow. Jeez, yes, man. likewise, man. That was wow. awesome. Beat out Aaron McKee with that 26. The top score from Steve Donahue, Aaron McKee with 23. So that means... Coaches going on to the finals. Uh, real quick, as uh, Zoo had mentioned there, uh, Coach, uh, no season for you guys? Nothing's changed at this point? Uh, no season, unfortunately. Um, the Ivy League has decided not, and it's honestly it's heartbreaking for our guys. Right. Um, honestly, this is their little window yep. to play college basketball. I'll be coaching for a while, um, but unfortunately... Our guys will not be able to play this year. So is that just a league decision? Because some D1 teams are moving forward with their seasons, but the Ivy League has decided they're not going to play uh, any of the uh, any of the teams this year? Unfortunately, yes. It was an Ivy League decision, all eight of us. Do you see any possibility that that could be reversed? Because, you know, I, I don't know when that... I don't know. Everything has to remain so fluid. No. We've had to remain fluid with this. Maybe is there a array of possibility? Listen, I, I don't want to root against the season for sure, but yeah. if, if it ends up being a, a a complete mess and we, you know, pause and we restart this and we go March, April, May, May madness, and who knows what's going to happen with the virus. I'm not rooting for that. But if did that something like that occur, I think we could pivot at that point. Okay. And possibly okay. play. All right. Well, we're going to do something because you're going on to the finals against Aaron McKee, but we're going to switch gears for just a moment because uh, he didn't make it into the finals, but he is on the line now, and we have a chance to pull up Jay Wright. So let's talk yeah. to Jay Wright. Let's bring him up onto the onto our mind. There he is. Yeah. Hey, Coach. How you doing, guys? We're all right. Uh, it's nice to see you. We know you were uh, busy earlier, and, and you didn't get a chance to uh, – uh, see your performance, and maybe that's a good thing because uh, you didn't you didn't <laughs> stack up this year. You didn't come in last. You came in second to last, so that's good. Hey, I, I'm so I'm so sorry. I, I literally had a meeting just off campus. I was in my car listening to that incredible introduction, and I'm driving, going, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not here." 
Well, listen, I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to hear this, but we, we've, uh, we've changed the, uh, uh, the trophy this year, and we have this cup that we got uh, that wow. is what you officially win. But we've, we've given it a, a moniker, and we did it in honor of your good friend. It is now called the Mercanti Cup that we're going to be giving away uh, for this each year. So that is in honor of uh, your dearly departed and, and our friend as well, Helene Mercanti. So we wanted to make sure that you knew about that. Uh, you guys, you guys are the best, man. I, I, um, I talked to her husband, Jack, her whole family's listening today. Aww. Helene, Helene, um, listen to you guys, her whole life, her entire life since you guys started. And I, I think you guys remember that maybe one of the first years you did it out in uh, Plymouth meeting when, when you called my office to do it and talk to her, I really didn't know about <laughs> camp out for hunger, but right. You know, there's some important people do call here once in a while. She doesn't really care. She's she's a Ridley girl. No one impresses her. But when you guys called, she was like, "I talk, I talked to Preston and Steve. Like, you took me on." Uh, like, that's I was awesome. Like, I don't, I don't want to go at seven in the morning outside the Plymouth meeting. <laughs> like, you're going, you're going. We're doing this, and she she came every year, and it, I, it means the world to all of us here that you did that, and. uh I think it's a lot nicer that you don't have an athletic cup on there. Right. Yeah. Uh, we we had to go a little a little classy. The tone has changed. Yeah, yeah coach. Exactly. I got a really nice note from Gina, her daughter, this morning, and it's just so cool that the entire family continues to listen. Uh, we we definitely miss her. We love her, uh, but it's great that uh, we're able to carry on her legacy because she just was an incredible person. Oh, thank you, man. I you've been great to her. You guys all have, and um, she was an amazing person, man. She ran this place. And all the coaches will tell you, we all have someone like that. We, we still miss her. I'm a mess. See, that's why there's no way she would have let me have a meeting at 8 a.m. if you guys would have won. No, I'm, still, I'm still struggling without her. Yeah. Well, listen, we just we wanted to at least pop on with you for a moment. We, we've got we to gotta move on and get to the championship. Thanks, but guys. we're hoping to see you here next year in person, and, and things will be different then. But uh, And thanks for doing it. You guys do this every year, but m- more than any other year, you guys are the best in Philly. You should get some award in Philly because it's <laughs> really needed this year. So thanks for doing this. You know what? A successful camp out will be the reward. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, right. Coach. Good to see you. Jay Wright, guys. over Wildcats. All right, that means we're on to the championship round. And we are ready to find out who is going to get the Mercanti Cup. And it comes down to a different... Normally, we just use the regular Papa shot. Well, Casey wanted to change it up, make it a little bit more challenging this time around. And I can see we have all of our uh, competitors on Zoom right now, including uh, Mark Zumoff, who has been doing the play-by-play. The three-pointer, a whole different... Ball of wax. Would that be a right phrase? Yes, a whole different ball of basket. A whole different ball of basket, I guess. Uh, A whole different basket of balls. Yes. Yes. Uh, By the way, uh, Zoo, what do you you think of the performances? You saw all these guys. I I think, you know, they look fantastic. I mean, everybody's form has been great. Well, they're teaching form, so they better be great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. But I mean, in the in the Papa shot, there's a there's a little bit you, you got to learn the trickery real quick. Where are you going to play? But this is just straight up basketball. Well, there, so. there's also clearly now, mind you, the, the, the mechanism, and as you pointed out, that the, the you know having a the ball return methodology and and that that definitely helped. 
but you had to perform when you were getting the ball, and and they did. So our leaders going in yeah. displayed an incredible uh, capability. And our two leaders both had a rack of balls next yes. to them, so it definitely helped Better out. Than having your balls racked, you don't want to yeah. do that. All right, so we have Aaron McKee and we have Steve Donahue who are going to face off against each other. Uh, Case, I don't know who's going to go first. You have any idea? Oh, I believe it's uh, I believe it's Aaron McKee is going to go first. All right, then uh, let's roll the tape and let's see how he does with the three pointers. Here we go. And now the finals of our competition. It'll be Temple's Aaron McKee going first against Penn's Steve Donahue. And they're not shooting free throws, ladies and gentlemen. Instead, they will be shooting NBA three-pointers to decide the champion. Aaron McKee digging in now in the left corner. NBA three-pointers. He's got 45 seconds. He misses his first. And he's got a second. And here goes Aaron McKee. McKee again in his second season as the Owls head coach. 13 seasons in the NBA, 8 with the 76ers, and again in the 6th man of the year, and that was back in 2001. He's got two made three-pointers so far, and he's got 25 seconds to go. McKee's got to get cracking here. Aaron McKee standing in the left corner, still only two. He's got 18 seconds to go. Finally makes one. He's got three. 15 seconds to go. Now he's got some rhythm. He makes consecutive ones for four. 11 seconds left. He's got four. Give him five as he swishes that one. Seven seconds left. He's got six. McKee, again, he's got six. Seven, three seconds to go. McKee misses. Two seconds to go. Yes. One more for McKee. Yes. Wow. He's got nine made three-pointers, Aaron McKee, and that sets the table now for Penn Steve Donahue. Wow. I'm I'm dizzy after that. I know. (laughs) The the camera work was moving all over the place. It was like Blair Witch Project meets the NBA. So, Coach, you you chose the corner to shoot from. You could have chose anywhere beyond the arc, and you chose the corner. That's where you're most comfortable. Well, that gave me my best chance to win it. And after I was finished shooting, I was exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I wouldn't have picked baseline. That's uh, I would want you know the backboard to fall back on in case. Something, but yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, nine is a uh, that's a pretty good pull. We're going to see how you do against our other finalists. So let's bring up the tape on Steve Donahue. Here we go. It has all come down to this. Penn's Steve Donahue taking aim at Temple's Aaron McKee here in our finals. McKee with nine made threes. Donahue needs to pass him to become our champion. And unlike McKee, who was standing in the left corner, Donahue is going to take his straightaway beyond the 23-foot, 9-inch NBA arc. And we are underway. Donahue makes his first. Again, like McKee, employing two men, one underneath and one to his right with a rack of basketballs. He's got three already. He's got four. What a start for Donahue. He has made his first five. Donahue, an amazing display. He hasn't missed. He's got six. Donahue again. Oh, his first miss, but he's got six. And he's about halfway through. He's got seven. Donahue seems to be a cinch to pass McKee. He's got eight. He needs one to tie him. Hits the front of the rim. 16 seconds to go. Yes, he ties him at nine. Here's for the win. Yes! Oh, wow! Steve is going to be our 2020 he's champion. He's got 11. He's got 12. What a shooting display by Donahue with two seconds to go. This is all gravy one, and that'll do it. Wow. Steve Donahue is our 2020 champion. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, my. I, I called him a great. machine earlier. He was a machine. The machine. That Jesus. Is, that is incredible. And that makes him our four-time champion wow. for this event. Man. Now, here's the deal. Here's why I feel like this is a special thing. 
Because Steve Donahue was a graduate of Our Lady of Perpetual Help Grade School Parish. And that is where Helene Mercanti was a parishioner. Hey. Wow. So that, I am so, so happy and proud. Way to go, Coach Donahue. Hey, thanks, guys. And it, um, I didn't know it was going to be named after Helene, but it's kind of appropriate another Delco guy takes it home uh, in her honor. Yeah. Um, great. And it's, it's really cool that you, you did that. Well, it's it's a beautiful thing. We're going to have it uh, dipped in uh, a hand sanitizer, <laughs> and eventually you'll get to hold it at some point. Uh, his name is on here now four times. Four times. And actually, the University of Pennsylvania is represented five times because Jerome Allen won, I believe, in 2014. Wow. So Drexel... Is and, and so it's been Drexel, Nova, and Penn since 2013 that is that has won this thing. So that's amazing, Lasalle wow. and Temple got to step up the game. That's uh, that's very impressive. And coach, you are you are on it. I I, I would think you would play every day by watching him hit those swishes. By the way, you also the, the video production was very good. We were able to watch you. It's actually lit beautifully. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a wonderful production. Well, that was Sarah Parks handling the rebounding and uh, Dan Wild and. Mike Mahoney, our SID, uh, deserves a lot of credit. And for me to beat Aaron McKee in basketball was a total joke. So I <laughs> can <laughs> have Mark Zumoff calling out my name. So that was, that was like uh, my greatest athletic performance right there. That's excellent. Wow. And a, and a testament to Aaron McKee. That's really cool, man. Listen, guys, we've been we've been on for like an hour and 20 minutes. We we have to take a break. Our sponsors are strangling us right now. I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of this. Zach Spiker, John Griffin III, Jay Wright, Aaron McKee, Ashley Howard, our four-time champion, Steve Donahue, and the amazing Mark Zumoff yes. our City Six uh, uh, Papa Shot Challenge. You guys are the best. We love you. Thank you so much for being a part of this once again. That was absolutely amazing. You'll be able to watch this video again on PrestonandSteve.com and see all the coaches. They they had a, they had didn't have to go to this length. They Normally, they drive down here. They spend their time. These guys had to film this ahead of time. They had to coordinate with other people to be a part of it. And then they had to agree to be on this with us and, and hook up the equipment and, and come and do it. So they were really above and beyond this year. And we can't thank them enough. Uh, and like I said, we're way overdue to take a break, so we got to do that now. We'll come back, and we have more guests and more stuff coming up from Camp Out for Hunger. It is day number three on 93.3 WMMR. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Xfinity Live. Proud to be the home of Camp Out for Hunger for eight years and counting. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. One of the constant sponsors of this event um, is one of our favorites, and that would be Duncan. Uh, and, of course, you know, we've said it many times. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. You bet your ass. I just had a coconut donut a moment ago. And my <laughs> coffee, we could not live without oh the God. coffee that they bring here every single day. And they do more than that. They help uh, in, uh, you know, a lot of the materials that we need by uh, being a sponsor. Yes. And, uh, able to make this thing happen. So we are happy to welcome to our microphone from Duncan, Miss Jessica Weissman, hey, who is hey. here. Hi. Good morning, guys. Good Thank morning. So for How are you us. doing, Jessica? I am great. 
great. I am great. Thank you for having us. No problem. I brought my friend Cuppy out today. I saw Cuppy. Cuppy. Yeah. Cuppy Uh, is so protected. If you're talking about a face mask, Cuppy's got it and then some. And and Cuppy needs to be careful because if it's a little too breezy, Cuppy could fly away. (laughs) I would think. Not unlike an Cuppy will land in Delaware. Cup out in the uh, out in the the road, just blowing around. Um, How are you doing personally? You good? I, I mean, everybody's struggling right now, but I'm, yeah, we're healthy. My family's healthy, awesome. so that's all that I can ask for. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you Thank know, you. I talked about uh, Duncan and our relationship. It's been going on for a number of years now, and you know, it's it, you have become one of the groups of people that we now rely on. Yes, uh, and this becomes a, a bit of a family affair. This camp out for hunger uh, because of these relationships. So uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you so much. We love working with you guys and look forward to many more years. So happy to be out here today. It's such a great cause, Camp Out for Hunger. So myself and, and all of the franchisees throughout the region are, are thrilled to partner again this yeah. year. So, yeah, I mean, we uh, we get in the tent here early in the morning. We have coffee ready. We have everything ready for us. And more importantly, for our, our volunteers who are collecting food, they get to access it. It makes a big difference. So when we say we run, uh, the, the Camp Out runs on yeah. Duncan as well. <laughs> hey, by the way, you mentioned franchisees. How many in, in the Delaware Valley, if you were to put a number on it? Any idea? Yeah, so we have over 100 franchisees and over 600 local locations throughout the Delaware Valley. 600 locations mm-hmm. in the Delaware Valley? Yeah. That's why I see them on every other block. <laughs> we we want to be as convenient as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. All right. And with that comes outside of your sponsorships and so on is a donation. And you're here to give us the information on that today, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is true. So it wouldn't be camp out without Duncan Coffee. And so on behalf of Duncan and all of the Philadelphia franchisees, we are so excited to present Camp Out for Hunger and Phil Abundance with a thousand pounds of Dunkin' Coffee. Wow. wow. A thousand pounds of coffee. And I've been told that that is like a $10,000 yeah. donation yeah. of coffee. Because <laughs> coffee is, you know, I mean, it's 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 small amounts go a long way. Yes, yes. And so uh, that's like a $10,000 donation. Well, that yeah. is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. Coffee's good for you, you know. It is. It, uh, it is actually is good. Mm-hmm. Ask Dr. Mike. He'll tell you. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, that's excellent, Jessica. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll yeah, be drinking portions of that oh. coffee. <laughs> and uh, we, we appreciate your not only your partnership with us, but directly with Phil Abundance and people like 6ABC who also do uh, really big donation drives for Phil Abundance. And uh, your, your relationship with the, the Thanksgiving Day Parade and all that stuff is much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. It's our pleasure. Uh, you know, Duncan and the, the Philadelphia franchisees have been committed for many, many years against um, uh, fighting against hunger. So this is a great way to give back and we have our holiday roast hunger program coming up as well so we are just um dedicated to giving back to the community great question is that is that sweater a a duncan issued sweater or is it it's got a pink I happen, I happen to find it. It's a pop, okay, okay. pop of pink. Because I thought, wow. Well, wow, yeah. she really goes the distance. No. She wears it. Uh, thank you, Jessica. Yeah, thank Jessica Wiseman. Yeah. 10000 uh donated to Phil Abundance uh, Dunkin' Coffee, which is really, really cool. And you know what? The, the big donations have been coming uh, all week long, and, and we do appreciate that. And we know it's obviously uh, a different animal this year at the Food Drive because you can't really come and hang out for the broadcast. But you can, of course, we do the uh, trunk-to-truck service where you just pull up and stop, and our volunteers will safely take it out of your vehicle and uh, get it over to Phil Abundance uh, 
right away. And, of course, monetary donations, other ways to donate. You can go by your local Acme and do it, or you can go to WMMO.com or Preston and Steve.com. Now, I'm glad we're having our next guest on yes. because she is also promoting a – a uh, hunger-related cause, uh, and uh, nutrition is a main focus, of which we know that is for Phil Abundance, too, which is excellent. So um, let me see here. Oh, yeah, I have to do this. Let me uh, – when you're on location live, it's always weird to get stuff together. So we are happy to welcome to our program Tiffany Haddish. Hey. Good morning, Tiffany. Hey. Hey. Hi, How you doing? I think I'm we, doing great. I'm successful. How are you doing? We're doing good. You know, I, I don't know if uh, if they've made you aware. I know you're, you're talking to a number of people because you are promoting a, um, a cause that is similar to what we're doing, but we're broadcasting live for a week. It's something we've been doing. It's our 23rd year, uh, which is a food drive for the greater Philadelphia region. And you are teaming up with Why Hunger and Vitafuse and Gummy Vitamins as well to spotlight the importance of uh, nutritious food and so on. And do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, so um, I'm really excited to be the ambassador for Vitafusion Gummy Vitamins. And one of the reasons I decided to join them was because um, they uh, take it upon themselves to make sure people know about proper nutrition. And nutrition, I think, is everything. See, I think of myself personally as an ambassador of joy. And I don't know about you, but it's hard to be joyful when you're hungry yeah. and you're malnutritioned, right? Yeah. So um, I got really excited when they told me that they were teaming up with Why Hunger because Why Hunger has had a hunger thon going for the last 35 years and it's getting started very soon and um, I think it's a really great initiative as uh, someone who has been homeless before and very hungry, like very, very hungry, <laughs> I know how it feels, especially when you don't have nutritious options. Yep. Well, that, that, is, that is an essential part. Again, we work with Phil Abundance here. And, um, you know, if you're again, the critical part, as you just said, is making sure the food is nutritious and Phil Abundance is able to target the donations and work with different companies around the area to make sure people are getting the food that they need. So the Vitafusion gummy vitamins. Uh, so I, 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 is this a division of Arm and Hammer? Because I, I, I'm not sure. I think it is. But they, they do great stuff. Um, explain what the Vitafusion gummy vitamins are. <laughs> I think she said no. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> She's not going to tell us. I don't okay. think you don't know what she said either. <laughs> well, look here, guys. Just make sure you take your Vitafusion gummy vitamins. Right. Stay up on your nutrition. Okay. Go to whyhunger.org/vitafusion to see what you can do to contribute to help. Um, and uh, make sure you can always donate, like, fresh foods and canned goods to your local food banks. And, uh, yeah. I think that gets it done, yeah. Hello. We'll do it. All right. Thank you, Tiffany. We appreciate it. So she obviously couldn't it's hear. It's a bit so. of a delay. Well, and she couldn't hear. She couldn't hear yeah. you. So, that was, like, uh, the worst delay ever. Yeah. It was a well, that listen, was a bad one. <laughs> to her credit, she didn't need to call in from the International Space Station, and she did. So. That was nice of her. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, but yeah, she's she's pushing essentially the same message that we are. So just uh, with a massive delay, we're happy to have her on. All right, we're gonna we need to take a break, right? 
Is that Yay. what we're doing? Or, uh, but I want to mention that uh, this hour is sponsored by Subaru of America, uh, supporting the uh, Camp Out Business Challenge, encouraging other companies to organize food donation efforts in support of Phil Abundance. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And since we took such a big chunk of time with the City 6 Papa Shot Championship, we need to go ahead and take another break. We'll come back in a moment and in just a few minutes. Rob McElhenney, stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, live from inside the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Martin Law, the law firm for injured workers. And now, back to Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, and also want to thank our uh, lunch provider today, Lee's Hoagie House. He's going to be stopping off with some food today. Interested in owning a Lee's Hoagie House franchise? Well, you can find out all the details on how to join the Lee's team at leeshoagiehouse.com. And also, uh, dinner tonight, yum, provided by Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue Restaurant. More than your traditional barbecue, offering vegetarian and gluten-free options. You can check them out on East Township Line Road in Upper Darby or online at secretsaucebbq.com. And they always send them like these, they send these little custom things for us, too, when they get the goodies. an impossible cheesesteak tonight. Ooh, Possibly. yum. Yeah, awesome. Nice. I'll, I'll take the real thing Yeah, uh, as well. They, they have all those options. So, all right, um, we're going to do the Bizarre File. So let's go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service, bringing propane right to your doorstep. Visit cinch.com to place your order. All right, Justin McNair stepped out of the room for just a moment when he returned. Uh, his then four-year-old stepson, Peyton, was crying a bit. He had said he had swallowed something and it was stuck in his throat. When his wife, Jessica, appeared into Peyton's mouth, she realized what he swallowed and how dangerous it was. She said, I looked, uh, I looked in the back of his throat and saw two magnets stuck together, one, one on each side of his uvula. Preston, you know, that, that kills kids every oh, yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, there's more to this. But imagine that, the little punching bag hanging in the back of your throat oh, has geez. two magnets on it. Next, she noticed the rest of the small round magnetic balls were missing, which she couldn't find. She realized what had happened. Peyton swallowed them. They rushed him to a local emergency room. He already had uh, the two in his throat, and there is a good chance he swallowed more than one, and I knew that it was trouble, she said. They could tear through tissue in the body. Peyton, who's now six, has autism and sometimes acts a little younger than his age, his mom explained. Uh, doctors took an x-ray, confirmed there were 25 magnets in his oh stomach. Oh, my God. In addition to the two clamped on his uvula, uh, doctors needed to act fast. If the magnets passed into the intestines, they might have to operate to remove them. Uh, so they took him to the children's hospital. It, if one got caught in a... Uh, mucosal fold uh it could pull through the tissue to attach to another magnet in a different fold and you know it can kill you yes so they believe they could get all 25 magnets from his uh duodenum which is the top part of a small intestine duodenum with a uh, is it duodenum yeah. okay uh with a basket on the end of the scope they inserted a long thin tube with the scope at the end down his throat and first pulled the magnets into the stomach and then experienced a terrifying moment they thought they disappeared oh. but they were all actually stuck to the side of the scope oh. and they were able to get them out there and they wanted to get the story out so that parents are aware that that type of thing can happen that it is dangerous yeah over the course of the years when you've done bizarre file stories there have been stories where people and adults have swallowed magnets and oh, yeah. have died as a result all right and then we only have 
have time for one more story because our guests are starting to stack up. Uh, this one's interesting. Spencer John Payne and Cedric Michael Sims were arraigned Wednesday in connection to two violent home invasions. The two men are accused of breaking into two houses, tying up and threatening the occupants. Police said it happened between 3 and 4 a.m. And there's an interesting twist here. At two houses, one on Sharon Drive and one on McComb Street, police are still investigating who directed them to the homes they believe the houses were targeted. Police said the home on McComb Street, the family, a single father with three children who are 5, 13, and 17, were tied up with electrical cords and clothing around their hands and feet. Authorities said the two men realized that they were in the wrong house. Oh, man. They made a phone call and they went to the house next door on Sharon Drive. Police said the family was threatened with death if they called the police. Listen, we are so sorry. Well, hang on. At about 4 a.m., police said they broke into the house next door where they found nine people inside ranging from 3 to 62. None of them were tied up, but they were led around at gunpoint. Authorities said the two stole a backpack, money, and electronics and demanded driver's license of victims uh, from both homes and warned them not to call police. Still, they called police, though. Now, police say they went back to the house, the first house, Steve. They apologized. Are you kidding? The joke you were making is legitimately You've what You've got meant. to be kidding me. They went back to the first house and apologized. Here's a $50 Duncan gift card. They untied the we father. Feel terrible. And told him not to untie the children yet. Residents, oh, my. That's, that's unbelievable. Uh, found different places to stay until the two suspects were apprehended by police. Payne and Sims were charged Wednesday on 16 felony counts. You know, that shows you, you can't jump to conclusions about brutal criminals. Right, until yeah. you find out whether or not they right. apologize. Exactly. So. All right, interesting. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File. Casey, yes. what are we doing first? Okay, I think we should go to our guest on the phone first. Okay, because we do have an in-studio guest, and we'll, we'll go to our guest on the phone first, <laughs> who we're going to spend some extended time with later on tonight. Uh, which is very cool. So um, we're very delighted anytime we get a chance to talk to him. Uh, so let's just get him on board. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Rob McElhenney hey! is on the show this morning. Hello, everybody. Hi, Rob. How you doing, ma'am? Uh, good morning to you. Good. Uh, it sounds like you guys have a little strange connection. Does it sound okay from, from my end? You sound glorious. Yeah. You're like Pavarotti. Oh. You're coming through so perfectly. Okay. Well, yeah. then uh, we'll, we'll power through it. How are you this morning? Dude, we're doing good. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're doing our camp out for hunger. Obviously, you know the, the story on that, and it's different this year because of COVID, so we don't, don't have these big crowds of people in this gigantic tent. But we decided, uh, even though we can't do something like that, which is what we've always done to get people to come out and enjoy some entertainment in the morning and all this, we still wanted to have the spirit of the event. So we're, we're broadcasting live in the Wells Fargo Center complex and asking people to come just drive, and then we, our, our volunteers take their donations out of the car. So it's been, it's been good. It's, it's a different animal this year, but we're enjoying it. The same but different, and we can describe it as that. Yeah, yeah and, and are you performing as well uh, without the crowds as, as the Eagles have been for the past? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it yeah. hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. I had to make a dig. I'm sorry. No. I mean, I'm sorry. We're actually doing I know better we're here for now. a good cause, but they're, they're, I believe that they're there for, a, for an evil cause. <laughs> well, Rob, Rob, we actually had uh, Deuces, uh, who is on is 6ABC here, and, uh, you know, the, the sort of the – you can tell when the veneer comes off, in case you'll agree with this, Casey sort of, you know, made a reference about, about the Eagles – and uh, well, what did he say? He, he, didn't he said even... they're they're not a good team. <laughs> yeah, he just he said, without flinching. Yeah, they're they're yeah. not a good team. I still I'm, I'm holding out hope that maybe they are a good team and that that for some reason they just underperformed on Sunday. But like Rob, I feel bad for you because you actually you have to wake up early to watch them on Sundays. 
Oh, oh you, you consider 10, 10 o'clock in the morning early, Casey? <laughs> on, on, on a Sunday, yeah. You get yeah. to work at 6. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a little skewed. No, I, I actually believe that you're right, that they're not a bad who's they're not a good team who's who's underperforming. They are a very bad team who's overperforming when they win. <laughs> so that's the dynamic. Oh man! Well, can yeah. I can I transition from uh, one bad football team to another football team across the pond and and your endeavor with Ryan Reynolds? Um, how did you guys get involved with Wrexham and uh, why that team and why a, a soccer club in England or in Wales, I should say? Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, I was I was sitting here uh, d- during the pandemic, and I really started getting uh, in, invested in all sorts of different things I could watch on TV. One of them being, uh, I'm a huge sports fan. Obviously, we already talked about the Eagles. I don't, I didn't really know that much about um, European football. By the way, I can't call it soccer to, soccer anymore. So <laughs> just not a, no, you'll, you'll be excoriated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep calling it football, and, you, and we'll, we'll have to power through that. Uh, so yeah, I um, I just watching football at the behest of a lot of, of my friends, and I started to get a better sense of how, that, how those leagues work, which is really fascinating, and we don't really have any, any equivalent in, in the U.S., which is you, if you lose enough, you can get kicked out of the league and kicked down a league. So let's just say the Eagles were as bad as they are. Uh, there's a good chance, well, there's a good chance they might win the NFCs, which is bizarre and sad in its own right. But if they don't, they could potentially get kicked down into a league below them. They'd be in the USFL after that. Yeah, right. So at this point, like, the Browns or the Bengals would be playing, like, the equivalent of, like, high school football somewhere (laughs) because they've lost so much. It it is. But it it also gives the the opportunity, if you win, to get back up into the league. uh, So, yes. And so I started to think, well, wow, I mean – Look, who, what sports fan hasn't dreamed of owning their own uh, franchise at, at some point or another? Um, and then instead of me getting to sit on the couch and complain uh, about what, what Jeffrey Lurie is doing or, or Peterson is doing or whatever it might be, I actually would be responsible for, the, for, for those decisions and those actions. And so I started to just look around at teams that I could potentially uh, afford. And one of them happened to be, a team in North Wales, which plays in the English Football League, and they're in the fifth division. Uh, it's in a tough, uh, hard-working uh, class town nice. called Wrexham. And I started doing some research into Wrexham, and I just was looking at these images of people, um, and they look like people I grew up with. They just look like Philadelphians. And the more research I did about the club, the more it felt like I knew who these people were. I understood their passion. I understood... Uh, I, and why they wake up every day. Um, I understood the community, and, and they just felt like people that, that were close to my heart, heart. And I thought, wow, if I can get involved with people like that uh, and get to do this really cool thing like own a sports team, I'd like to try. Hey, is there so any? That's, that's how it started. Is there any notable uh, viewership of uh, Always Sunny in Wales? Yeah, so it turns out um, that we're, we're fairly successful over in the UK. Um, I actually brought in. Ryan, so so Ryan's an a interesting guy because he, he he's a friend of mine, um, and he's he's uh, sort of pretty entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. And I texted him and was like, "Hey, I want to do this crazy thing. Would you be interested in doing it with me?" And he said yes. And I thought, "Wow, like that's going to obviously raise the profile pretty significantly." Um, you know, I have this uh, basic cable late night <laughs> comedy show that's been on for a little while, but he's a massive global superstar. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and when he signed on. 
that was obviously it, it did grow the exposure to a certain extent. But but now that we've been speaking directly with the people of of, of Wales and, and and northern England, you find that sunny is like really big over there. Well, it, 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 nice it, surprise. it would appeal to that. I mean, it, it, I have no doubt that it is. Hey, now, he's had massive success with his aviator uh, gin. Uh, a deal, and this is—I mean, this this sounds cool. So obviously, we're in sort of a stasis with so many things, uh, COVID-related. But do you have anything on the calendar as far as, you know, getting over there and and starting to, you know, get to the task of getting getting this team, you know, uh, acclimated and over and up and running with what you have planned for them? Yeah, I mean, look, if if, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, we would have been there three times already. Yeah. Um, and 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 unfortunately, we, we, we just can't be, um, and it's really breaking our hearts. So we, so we just officially took ownership of the team yesterday. Um, so yesterday was a really big, or I'm wow. sorry, uh, Monday. But Monday was a really big day uh, for us, and and obviously that is a, a day we would have wished we could have been there, but we just simply can't. So we're waiting for the right time. Um, hopefully, we get we get these vaccines, and and hopefully we're in pretty good shape by. By, by next by early next year, and if not, by the spring, and, and we'll be there quite a bit. Hey, Rob, it's Marissa. Just hopping on here really quickly because back to the sunny comment. When we went over to London, what was it, two years ago for mm-hmm. the Eagles game, um, my boyfriend and I had walked around the town, and we started talking to a lot of people, um, telling them where we were from, and when we would say Philadelphia, they would all light up and say, oh, are we sunny in Philadelphia? That's where you guys are from, and that's how they know Philadelphia. And then we would spend the rest of the night explaining to them that we're not as terrible as the people on the show <laughs> right. are portrayed, right. and our city's not that bad. Mm. <laughs> so thank you. Yes. Well, we, you know, we have a tough, as Philadelphians, we have a tough reputation over there because we did beat their ass like 250 years ago uh, in terms of like deciding that we're going to start a new country away from them. So there's that. And as the birthplace of the nation, I think that smarts a little bit for them. Uh, they're, you know, generationally. It, it still hurts. And then, huh? and then on top of that, I, I think they love the show, but I, yeah, I think they get a good sense that uh, we're not quite. Uh, we're not quite like that as, as, as human beings, but we'll see. Do you know what I love also? Just, just, and, and I'm, I'm fascinated with that. I haven't taken the deep dive that you've taken, obviously, with it. But also the way their, their, their sports coverage of the various uh, clubs is. And there, there, there can be entire compliments of um, re- sports reporters that are just devoted to one team. You know, you know it's, it's, it's a... Um, it's it's a different way that they handle things. And Preston, when we were over there uh, for that, some I guess a, a, one of the owners died in a helicopter in a crash. Helico- I mean, oh, it, right. it was just yeah. devastating. Yeah, it was. It, it uh, just leveled this town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's that's a huge part of of, of why this has been um, such an amazing journey for us. It's like I I knew that that was the case, and I wanted to. I did my research, and I wanted to make sure I found a town and a community. Um, who really rallied around their club and was hit very specifically uh, by by COVID, and and obviously it's going to be these working class towns that are hit the hardest, and and because so much of their identity is wrapped up in the local club, even just being able to to come in and 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 build uh, a build a winner for the team, it just helps morale, and it just it's, it, honestly even with the Eagles, think about it, or the Sixers or the Flyers. When they're going on a run, the whole you can feel it in the city when you're walking around, and that's a major metropolis. But you can feel that there's a lightness to the city, and that everybody's on the same team. And and you, you remember the parade, you know, for the Super Bowl, yeah. where 
you got a couple million people all jammed in together in this massive traffic jam, and I was with you guys that morning, and, and th- th- was there one person without a smile on their face no. all day long? No. And there's just nothing like that. And so we wanted to make sure we found something like that in this North Whalian team, and, 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 and that's what we have. And the, the team is actually it's the third oldest team in, in the world, Wow. And the, their stadium is the oldest stadium, the oldest football stadium uh, in the world. And uh, That it, sounds it was, awesome. Uh, uh, so I assume we could find it. Wow. What was the year? I'm sorry? What was the year it was erected, the stadium? I, I'm, I'm, we're getting a bad connection. What, no, what you, 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 said it's the, you said it was the oldest stadium in, in the, the world. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's the oldest. It's the oldest football stadium in in the world, and the team is the third oldest team in the world. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. wow. That's hey, amazing. Can we um? Can yeah. we nickname them America's team by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're. That's what we're going for. Like, I really want to make this the official. If I can get Americans to watch now, look, people have been trying to get Americans to watch soccer for a, for a few generations, but that's my, that's our goal. I mean, we we want to make this America's team. America's team, and I think certainly cities like Philadelphia will will, will rally around. I've, our people from the union have already contacted me. Nice. Um, and we're going to figure some kind of tie-in. That's cool. Preston, they have a built-in slogan. It could be Wrexham nearly killed them. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Writes itself. So, Rob, are you currently, like, filming for the new season for It's Always Sunny right now, or are you doing Mythic Quest or both? Um, no. So we're, we're actually just finishing up season two of Mythic Quest. Um, the, next week uh, we'll be finished with Mythic Quest. And then... Uh, we have a big announcement uh, for Sonny coming out very soon, but I'm not allowed to say. But it's good. It's okay. very positive. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, it's a really. <laughs> it nice really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Rob. I know we're gonna we're gonna spend an extended amount of time later on uh, this evening. Both you and Caitlin, we're gonna get on. I think of doing uh, an Instagram live uh, thing this evening. So we'll we'll dive a little bit deeper into your realm. I think we're gonna. We're going to spend time with Caitlin first, and then you're going to jump in later. Uh, this is what yep, Nick that's, that sounds great. Right. That sounds great. And, and, and not to toot your horn, horns for you, but I just want to say um, you know, thank you for all the work that you're doing. It's just it's absolutely incredible. When you look at the numbers of the, of the amount of food that you guys are able to generate, it's staggering. Well, it doesn't it, make sense. It boggles the mind. It's great because we know that this means something to you and to Caitlin as well. You guys were uh, on board early on in the pandemic helping out with Phil Abundance. And, uh, Rob, I know yep. this is a, a cause that's near and dear to your heart. So thank you for coming on with us but thank you for your continued support to philabundance over the years absolutely we're so happy to be a part of it and i'm excited to talk to you guys later on today and and uh, we'll be making our donation, and, and we're just happy to be associated not only with Phil Abundance, but, but with, with you guys. You've just been the best Thanks. to us personally and for the city. So we, we love you. Appreciate it, man. We love you, too. We'll talk to you tonight. Rob McElhenney. Hey! Always sunny. And uh, he and Caitlin will be joining us uh, tonight. So that's going to be an Instagram Live. So it, I'm enjoying this Instagram Live thing because it's uh, really informal and really cool and really laid back. And uh, we get to see each other. And, uh, and we get to sit side by side. <laughs> we do. We you guys were really close last night. It's, we're in our little bubble. <laughs> Steve and I can be. Uh, we, we, we could hump. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, uh, the, the camera is. You have to be close to the camera. And we're like <laughs> leaning in with each other. So, uh, it, But the, 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 the unseen showstopper, though, is Marissa sitting on the ground for an hour, moving the, holding the camera up. Yeah. Hands above her head, by the way. The whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a stand? It doesn't we, hold it without it. 
it it, it goes crooked, and so Marissa is literally oh on the ground with one arm up the whole La- time. Last an night, hour. last night during Kevin Smith, which was phenomenal. At one point, it just tilted sideways, and it looked like some sort of artistic shot we were doing. And even Kevin on the screen goes, Woo-hoo. "So I, I got a question. Why don't we use like something like a?" Like a musical note stand. You know when you, you put like your, your musical music notes? Stand. Yeah. Is that what it's called? A yeah, music, music stand. stand. Yeah, music stand. A, a musical, musical note stand. A musical note stand. Do you, do you they put the notes on the papers, hey, Preston. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> we'll figure it out off the air. Uh, in the meantime, I want to welcome another person to our microphones. And, I've, you know, we've talked about our sponsors and how amazing they are and all the great donations that we receive from companies. Uh, and, and definitely no different in this. We would like to welcome. Uh, he's a commercial chain account manager for Tyson Foods, Jeffrey Duda. Yeah. Hey, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Doing well. We're good, man. Yourself? I'm doing great, thank you. With everything that's going on in this world right now, it's uh, nice to have some normalcy here and see what you guys are still doing out here, uh, you know, not virtually, doing yeah. it in person. That was yeah. the whole, the impetus. Preston, you, you explain the, the, from the beginning what we thought here. Yeah, we knew we weren't going to be able to, to get up close and personal. It's just uh, the way things are right now, but in, in, and I've I've already participated in a number of virtual charity events, you know, with uh, uh, Crohn's Colitis and and, uh, with uh, uh, Laurel House and so on. And they're great events. They're wonderful. But we wanted to, rather than just sitting in the studio and saying, hey, donate it, donate, donate, uh, we wanted to keep the same spirit alive and at least have a little bit of actual along with virtual. So we decided to come down, set up shop, and, uh, and do the thing that we always do. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like all those kids at school right now. It's a little bit of a hybrid program. Yeah, you so know what? It's basically a hybrid what you program. I don't know why I haven't thought about that yet, yeah. Jeffrey. It's the it's the hybrid camp out there this go. year. Kind of exactly. is what we're doing. Um, and uh, how are things at, at, at Tyson? It's been a tough year, but um, yeah. Tyson's doing well. Um, you know, what people don't realize is the breadth of the company. Um, you know, we're broken up into a number of different um, segments where we have food service, which is what your typical, you know, restaurants, casinos, uh, and hotels, schools, that side of the business is, is taking a beating. But the company's flexible enough that we were able to take a lot of that production and push it over to the retail side of the company, which is the side that, you know, the folks in the grocery stores, um, club stores, things of that nature, convenience. So that side of the business, obviously, with what's been going on in the pandemic with, you know, early on all the panic buying and so forth. We don't make toilet paper, but that would have been a good thing to make uh, with (laughs) everything that we do. How's the uh, the Nugget division? Everything good there? Everything's good at the Nugget. Wouldn't that be great to be able to say, hi, Preston Elliott, Nugget division, Yeah, Tyson Foods. Nuggets. That'd be great. Or I'm a stripper. I work with the chicken strips. (laughs) I'm a stripper. I love it. That's perfect. We could hand out the Nuggets as tips to people right here. Take some Nuggets. Hold on to those. That's that's a car <laughs> uh but you're right tyson is a is a very large company and so obviously you have uh you have different uh, uh parts and moving parts and lots of them at that um how many how many any idea offhand are employed by tyson how big of a company it is that's a good question it's i huge. don't have the answer for yeah. it. it okay i mean you know like just in the sales side of things um we're close to five thousand just across you know and it's international Wow. How much does that weigh? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Quite a bit. A lot. Uh, speaking of weight uh, and uh, food and all that, so obviously you guys have a, a donation to make, right? Correct, correct. Okay. We're, you know, we're not able to do the, you know, the largest donation here today, but at the same token, we're, we've eclipsed what we did last year. Uh, okay. Last year we came down and did it, donated a tractor-trailer load of food. Um, That's awesome. And what's unique about this is it's perishable food. 
you know, I know you guys are focusing on non-perishable here, but working with the folks over at Phil Abundance, we were able to coordinate this in advance, and the tractor trailer went directly to Phil Abundance this morning, and we had one full tractor trailer go over, and then a portion of a second tractor trailer uh, go over this morning um, on behalf of the retail side of and as well as the food service side, and it totaled just under 35,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. my God! Oh. That's tremendous. You know, to that point about the perishable things, for example, like wow. Bimbo has an arrangement as well. That's why Phil Abundance is so fantastic because there are there is a need on some level for those perishable items. Uh, and uh, the fact that you were able to coordinate and, and do that with that amount in a pandemic year to exceed what you did last year. You deserve a pat on the back. Yep, and you know, and Tyson does this in all the different communities where we serve, and people don't realize it, but we've got five or four or five facilities here just in the listening area right. that you don't realize. Um, you know, we have one in North Philadelphia. Shout out to Greg and Steve up at the original Philadelphia cheesesteak facility. Ah. So we're the one of the world's largest cheesesteak manufacturers. So we have that plant in North Philly. We also have a cheesesteak facility in Vineland, New Jersey. Um, New Holland, Pennsylvania, we have a, a poultry production facility where we do a lot of our um, school products. And then the Keystone Foods Company uh, outside of Westchester. So shout out to Kathy and Westchester University there. <laughs> and who's, uh, who's with you here, by the way? And this is my daughter, Noelle. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Noelle. You, you like nuggets? <laughs> I love nuggets. I don't know about you. I mainly think of chicken when I think of Tyson. Don't I you always guys? do. Tyson cheesesteak that yeah. threw me off a little bit. Yeah. So, um, and not only it's you, made from chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so we're the largest beef producer in the country. Are we, you? We own really? wow. I, IBP Foods. Okay. Uh, we're the third or fourth largest pork producer in the country, and then this will be near and dear to Pierre and Marissa's heart. Is now we're bro- uh, broadening out into alternative protein. Uh, Good. Uh, you know, plant-based, yeah. pea well, that, protein. That's on fire. That, nature. Right. Yes, that, that, exactly. that, part, that part of it is all taken off. So good yeah. for you, man. And I honestly wonder if some young children would have made it to uh, teenage year, years without Tyson chicken. Because, you know, my son, <laughs> my nephew survived on your nuggets for three, four years at a time. Yep. And that's, you know, Noel's steady diet is chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. So that's pretty much, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. That's uh, pretty you know. much every American household you can find the kids yep. in nuggets, nuggets and, and yogurt. And cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and absolutely. Part, and not only being a part of this community with, you know, our facilities here, you know, this past year uh, in the pandemic, Tyson's donated a total of 31 million pounds of food around the country. Wow. Which equates to 120 million meals, you know, and not only supporting Phil Abundance, but we also do a lot of work with, you know, talk about, you know, one of the industries that's been decimated right now is the casinos outside Atlantic City. In Atlantic City, and we support the uh, South Jersey Chefs Association down there with the Atlantic City Food Bank. So we try and get product down there uh, to them as well. And, you know, working with organizations like Feeding America, Feed the Children. It's a lot. You know, so it, it, it's about giving back to the community and, and just want to say thank you to WMMR and everything that you guys have done over the years. Um, you well, know, thank, thank you. You're you good know, people. We you know, appreciate it. We were out here on Sunday with the uh, car club, ah. Preston being a, a former Corvette owner. Yes. Um, I'm you, on, you a vet guy? I'm a vet guy. I'm on the uh, board of the original Garden State Corvette Club, which oh, is wow. based out of South Jersey. Okay. So we had a bunch of cars over here on Sunday with the Porsche and Jeeps and, you know, Teslas, Minis, everybody that was out here. And our club, you know, donated $1,000 to the Phil Abundance cause for that as well. So uh, We love your spirit, yeah. man, and thanks for being a part of that. That was a huge success as well, and you heard yeah. the numbers on that. Yep. Again, when, you, when the natural inclination would believe would be to believe that everything is going to take a hit, we're seeing the, the opposite, which is very encouraging. And we get to Friday, hopefully, 
<laughs> we'll hear some good things. Yeah, ho- so. hopefully so. Yeah, nice. thank you. Jeff, thanks. We appreciate yep, it. Yep, thanks for having us out here, guys. We'll All right, Jeff Duda, guys, yeah. from Tyson Foods, 35,000 pounds of protein. That's amazing. Wow. It's incredible. All right, with that, we're going to have to take a break. So let's do that very thing. Come back in a second, and uh, I think we're going to do the lesson question in Trash and Music News when we get back. Stay put. We'll be right back. Camp up on the MMR. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven Singer Jewelers is not in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, it's uh, 10.34 a.m. and uh, Wednesday with the Preston AC Show, our third day at Camp Out for Hunger. We have Camp Out After Dark happening tonight. Uh, we spoke to Rob McElhinney just a little while ago, and he will be joining us along with his amazing wife, Caitlin, um, around 7 o'clock this evening. So make sure that you uh, check our Instagram live or just our Instagram account. We'll, we'll be doing an Instagram live. Uh, discussion with those guys, and you can watch the ones we did from yesterday. If you're a fan of The Office, you'll want to watch one we did with uh, Jenna Fisher and uh, Kate Flannery and uh, Angela uh, Kinsey, and then we had one with Kevin Smith last night. So we're doing more of those. Yeah, cool. yeah, but they're honestly working out very well. We we look for things to fill in the day, and uh, these are working out nicely. And just as far as an application that we can use here on forward, just uh, for regular purposes yeah. it's proving to be very good all right we're going to do today's lesson question and we're going to give away as a prize a 50 dollar duncan gift card so the question that we will ask this morning i have a few different ones we could go with um hmm, let's uh let's give you a gift let's do one from just a minute ago according to casey who is definitely not a doctor what is the technical name of a music stand <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR. According to Casey, who is definitely not a doctor, what is the technical name for a music stand? Two one five two six three WMMR. I mean, it was in the last segment, so hopefully you know. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. Car in need of service? Find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, in an interview in Florence Magazine, Paris Jackson opens up about writing the breakup song Freight Train, saying it helped her deal with her sense of loss. Paris says she remembered a piece of advice from her father, Michael Jackson, when he told her, when you find the right man, ask if he has a 10-year-old son. (laughs) (laughs) The director of Home Alone, Chris Columbus, does not approve of Disney Plus's plans to reboot the movie into a Home Alone TV series. Paraphrasing a classic line from the film, Columbus told Disney president Bob Iger, quote, Hey, you filthy animal, eat a bag of D's. <laughs> Black China firing back at claims that she's poor by posting pictures of her expensive car collection. When asked what kind of job she has that allows her to purchase these cars, Black China responded, quote, I'm going to have to get back to you on it. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash.
All right, thanks, Steve. Real quick, before we get uh, the answer for the question, I did want to point out that our sponsor this hour is Newman University, and Newman University is proud uh, to once again be the video partner for the Preston and Steve Camp Up for Hunger. They're fantastic. Sean and the crew over there, schedule an in-person or virtual tour of the campus by visiting newman.edu and come discover the new you. And if you go there for their video, their their programs, uh, you might end up being part of the Camp Up for Hunger. You never know. It's because it's the students that do it here. It's awesome. All right, we'll go to the phone and see if we can get an answer to this question. According to Casey, who's definitely not a doctor, uh, what is the technical name for a music stand? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Meg and see if she knows the answer. Hi, Meg. Good morning. Is your, is your name Meg? Please. Can you hear me, Meg? Please be there. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, is your name Meg? Yes, my name is Meg. Okay. All right, Meg, what is the technical name for a music stand? A musical note stand. That is correct, yes. Hang on, Meg. We'll get your information, and we're going to give you a $50 Dunkin' gift card. Get Cheersin at Dunkin' with festive drinks like the signature peppermint mocha latte and the signature gingerbread latte. Download the Duggan app and order ahead for a contactless experience this holiday season. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by the American Red Cross. Be the lifeline patients need this winter. The Red Cross urges eligible blood and platelet donors of all types to give now and save lives. Visit redcrossblood.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make an appointment. Elridge, a holding company with a network of businesses across uh, entertainment, finance, technology, and real estate, has purchased... The Killers Song Catalog, according to Billboard. I didn't even know it was up for sale. No. Uh, this includes all music prior to 2020. I like Elridge's slogan, Elridge, we're Swellridge. Uh, including uh, the band's first five albums and hits like Mr. Brightside, Human, When You Were Young, and to just to name a few. So, so you explained this before, Preston. So when they, they purchased the catalog, what exactly are they purchasing? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? I, I don't remember. I thought you knew uh, all these things. Nah, I remember looking it up, but I don't. I don't recall. It's so confusing because the whole Taylor Swift thing was right Braun, and like, Scooter Braun. Yeah, and he had some legal rights, but then she literally mobilized her fans against him, which then it became sort of the court of public appeal. And, and right, I, I don't think the, the Killers ca- catalog is nearly as contentious or whatever. But no. well, it I, is I, fascinating. I think for so the, an example I've used before, and I forgot who the artist was, but I was doing a, a voiceover session and. Um, this guy was telling me about it, and there was a song that an artist had written and recorded, and it was a, it was it was somebody like it might have been Donna Summer or something okay. along those lines. And anyhow, uh, she had written and recorded the song. There was an, uh, a company wanted to use it as an ad campaign, um, but they couldn't use the original master recordings of it uh, because she didn't own them any longer. But what she could do is go in and re-record it. Uh, and try to get as close to the original production as they could to make it sound like the original recording huh. and still get paid for it. So it has to do with that original recording of it. I, and there's a difference between publishing rights, I think. So I'm not sure, Steve. It's it's there, There's all kinds of technicalities that come along with it. All right. 
in a... What's the difference between a tomato and a tomato? They're the exact same thing. One just sounds more pretentious than the other. Yeah, you're right. True. Uh, So Eldridge now owns the publishing rights as well as the writer's share, while the band will continue to own its master recording royalties. There we go. Okay. So there's a few different things there. In a statement, Killer's lead singer Brandon Flowers said, We have the greatest fans in the world. Eldridge Broad Network across music, television, and film will provide new opportunities for our music to be enjoyed by millions across the globe. Uh, The Killers have sold 28 million albums worldwide. Metallica's Lars Ulrich has opened up about the criticism he's received about his drumming technique. Uh, In an interview with Metallica's So What Fan Club magazine, uh, he said he doesn't have anything to prove at this point in his career. He said, unlike many, uh, any, unlike years ago, I basically don't read any of the interviews that the other guys in Metallica do. Like 20 or 30 years ago, we'd all sit around and read every page of Kerrang! <laughs> and every page of Circus Magazine to see what so-and-so is saying and what the other band members are saying, what James was saying about this and that. And now, he said, we're just done with it. What would you, where would you put Lars in the... Uh, is he, does he does he fall into that gets the job done? Drummer? Oh yeah, 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 without question. I mean, the 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 stuff that he does is pretty straight ahead. It's yeah. not all straight ahead. Some of it is very fast and very difficult. But compared to the complex progressive drummers, no, he doesn't do things that are as hard as they uh, as as those are. But it doesn't matter. He does what Metallica needs. He does exactly what Metallica needs. Would it be safe to say that a compliment for the rest of the band yes, is a was a compliment yeah, yeah. for him as well? <laughs> that would be it. Yeah. Uh, but he gets beat up a lot because he doesn't do that things that are like as crazy hard as like a Denny Carey does. Okay. Or or even a Mike uh, Portnoy, you know. So, uh, but it doesn't matter. So he said, there's none of that. We don't pay attention to any of that. He said, I I also don't really read what people say about Metallica besides just... He doesn't get that magazine. uh, Well, he doesn't say, uh, you know, about critics. And he's talking about just general people. He said, 20 years ago, it would have been, oh, my God, somebody said something bad. Or that person said a nasty comment in the comment section or whatever. Now, none of that really means anything to me. It's all good. I've got nothing left to prove. So it just doesn't register anymore. He said, I'm literally immune to it. We just did a bunch of interviews, and sometimes if I'm being interviewed by a journalist who is also a fan, they'll say, when people say Lars Ulrich is a crappy drummer, I defend you, which is cool, but I've got to tell you, 20 years later, 30 years later, it just doesn't register anymore. <laughs> That's <laughs> sort of a backhand. You know, when people say you suck, I, I say you're good. I know. I, I know. thought you might like to hear that. People's is people's. <laughs> people's is people. We can all learn. And then the last story I have, Foo Fighters have nabbed the record for the most Billboard Rock Airplay number ones with uh, Shame Shame. Huh. The band now has seven Rock Airplay rulers surpassing Green Day for the most in the chart's history. Uh, their latest single reached top of the charts after only two weeks. Billboard reports that it is the quickest rise to number one in four years since Red Hot Chili Peppers' Dark Necessities in May of 2016. On a completely different note, for years and years, I always thought that that Aretha Franklin song was called Shame, Shame, Shame. Yeah. No. And uh, it's not. It's a Chain of Fools. But, chain uh, of Fools. You thought yeah. they were saying Shame, Shame, Shame. shame. It was yeah. the follow-up to Music Note Stand. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, it's Chain, 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 Chain. All right, and that's all i got for you. That's Music News. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and we will turn it over to Pierre Robert, who will be here as well for his third day of broadcasting at Camp Out for Hunger, Wells Fargo Center uh, Complex, right next to Xfinity Live. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 
What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Bruce Springsteen. Smashing Pumpkins. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> it's 10.56. And the president and Steve camp out for hunger. Our third day in. Our third broadcast coming to a close for us personally. And it continues on here in just a moment as we will hand things over. And it goes on and on until Friday, until we're done at the end of the show on Friday. Seeing some vehicles pull in Preston. It's getting a little more consistent, though we would still like to see more activity. Absolutely. And see people smiling as they go yes. away with the Preston and Steve Totally Office calendar poster, which you can only get when you stop by here and make a donation in person. I would like to thank our guests on the show today. And we had a lot of uh, contest guests. Thank you to Jackie Bam Bam and Sarah. Yeah. Sarah Parker and Jackie Bam Bam went head-to-head in the rock drop quiz. Sarah came away victorious. She did. Uh, but, th- but we had to do four rounds because there was a tying round. And, uh, and they were fierce competitors. They both did a great job, but Sarah just inched ahead. So it was great uh, having them do that. And Sarah's going to la- be back later this afternoon with... Jackson, who is off getting a medical procedure done. Freshly reamed out. Uh-huh. It's already been discussed. You don't have to say it. Everyone knows what it was. All right. He was getting a colonoscopy. There we go. Uh, also, thank you to our coaches in the City Six Pop a Shot Championship. Uh, want to thank uh, coaches Zach Spiker, John Griffin Third, Jay Wright, Aaron McKee, Ashley Howard, and... Four-time champion, Steve Donahue of UPenn. Unbelievable. And Mark Zumoff, who did an amazing job of taking the video and editing in his uh, play-by-play. And it was just great. It was great. So what he's able to do as he's doing those calls, you know, between shots, he's expertly inserting factoids Mm -hmm. effortlessly. Yep. He's a pro, man. And uh, they were great. So it was really cool. And thank you to Casey and Nick for wrangling all that and making that happen. Nice job, guys. And then also thank you to Nick Murphy for editing all that stuff yes. together as well, man. He did a great job. It was, it was amazing. And thanks to Rob McElhinney. Yay! Always sunny in Philadelphia. And we will uh, we'll talk to Rob <laughs> later on tonight via Instagram Live. That's my new we, Sometimes sounds make a reemergence. That's my new favorite. Yep. Uh, so we'll talk to Rob and uh, Caitlin uh, tonight at 7 o'clock on Instagram Live. So if you can, please join us. We're having fun with those things. And thank you to all the donations uh, today, the big ones from Duncan and Tyson and uh, also Quality Services Plus Incorporated and uh, the gang at uh, Marriott, the Courtyard by Marriott. So yes, excellent, excellent, excellent. And also the National Guard. Uh, yes, that's right. The uh, PA uh, uh, Army National Guard came by, which was excellent. Oh, and uh, Captain Dale, speaking of the, the Army, yes. Captain Dale wants to do a birthday shout-out for Phyllis Osborne. Oh. So that's from Captain Dale to you, Phyllis Osborne. That's Happy Ozzy's uh, cousin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout-out and a thank you to uh, my younger brother, Kevin, uh, of uh, DNF Trucking, who dropped off some food. Uh, he picked it up. and uh, So DNF, along with Cardinal Harrah High School, uh, made a donation today. 
And uh, I, I wanted to, ooh, you yeah, falling over there. Uh, so I just wanted to give a, a shout out and acknowledgement to their continued support. Very good. Uh, so we need to do the letter of the day. So, uh, Jason, let's fire that up. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter E as in Earth. All right. Earth is a good place. We love it so much we live here. And we're going to set up a winner with a $500 Monster Pets gift card. Monster Pets Companion Animals and Supplies. You can visit them on Columbus Boulevard in South Philly. So we'll give that away on Friday. Uh, And that was indeed the voice of one Mr. Pierre Robert who's here. How you doing, man? Good day, sir. Um, I'm well, thank you. I I keep looking... Kathy keeps looking at the camera yeah. and smiling, and I keep waving to her, but she's not seeing me wave because I don't have a camera in front of me. Right. So it actually looks right now, as I look at you, Kathy's head is super huge behind you, and it looks like you're her little boy. I, she's looking down lovingly at you. I can see Pancake. Oh, there I can see you now. Hi. I Hi, am, honey. I am your little boy. <laughs> oh, dear God, that's creepy. <laughs> Anyway, I, um, I think I've soiled myself. <laughs> so it goes. Um, I'm trying to see where the camera is that would be pointed at. Uh, where is the camera? At Pierre. I don't know. But at any rate, okay. Kathy looks lovely. Is there she one does. right in front of you? What's that? Oh, look at that thing. There you go. Is, is it- no, that's yeah. not it. That's not it. Oh. No? What is no. that? That's, uh, that's hand sanitizer. Put that down. Oh. No. <laughs> Oh, is well. it heavy? I'm not even there, and I know that's not it. Oh, okay. Well. All right. Be that as it may. Uh, all is well. And I there was a giant uh, van that just came through, a white van, and uh, it got our crew really working unloading. Awesome. Uh, it was U- – I tried to remember the name – USA Boxes or something. It's just a, a white van, but it had that logo on it, and I'm getting the logo a little bit wrong. But uh, they had tons of stuff in that van, and I tried to run up to say hello to the driver, but she uh, pulled away before I got there. I probably was scaring her. Uh, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> hey, uh, U.S. Kathy, do you remember the commercials for USA Baby by any chance? He said USA Boxes, and it made me think of the commercial of the pregnant no. lady singing USA Baby. You don't remember that? I don't remember. Baby. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, move along. All right. Well, at any rate, it's cold outside. Let me outside. use this sound effect to distract you for a moment. <laughs> Look yeah. over there. It, it's like a, a baby photographer jingling keys. <laughs> it And outside. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's cold. Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to keep the car on the road. <laughs> Um, Wait, you are? (laughs) The first time ever. Well, listen, when I am the guy that's trying to keep you kids together, all right, right. that's something. That is. Oh, you better believe it. it. You're right. We should just sit back and let this moment happen. That's something, mother effers. (laughs) All right. We're about halfway through, you know, the week. So uh, getting into your show, this is humble. We're halfway through his show. We're halfway through your show. Sorry. It's all right. Jackson and Sarah are ready to go. (laughs) Here's, um, a, here's a guy keeping it together. Kaboomba. That is, I feel a kaboomba coming. At any rate, um, I don't know what that meant. There's a porta pot right out there. So. Oh, I didn't mean yeah. Of course, everything has to be scatological on this program. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, but be that as it may, 
There was a nice group of people that pulled in, and our volunteers are working hard. And the point I was ambling towards is that there are uh, 7, 8, 10, maybe 12 volunteers out there, and it's cold. It looks warm if you're looking out a window, but it's really windy, and it's really kind of cold. And they're out there, and they're really wanting to work, and so driving through with some food would be amazing because it would be a gift for them because they came to volunteer, and they'd love to get working. Exactly. Those physical, the physical drop-offs mean a lot. And really so do. obviously we're asking for you to do online if you can, and, and however, whatever way you donate, it will make a, a difference. But they are out there. You pick up a p- couple of bags of groceries, come by. Um, I'm, people are saying, I'm seeing on, on social media, people are planning on coming down today, tomorrow, uh, you know, and then obviously we wrap up on Friday. But uh, honestly, you're right. If they get moving, they'll stay warm. They're eager to unload the food for you and then give you the poster calendar, which you're entitled to. Indeed. So uh, help us out if you can and we're here all day uh, uh not only myself but jackson and sarah and uh jackson's feeling very clean and ready to roll <laughs> anything you want to mention about the program that you're going to get to or uh, we'll find out going to say that i have blocks coming ah. blocks coming and they will be uh the mighty metallica you're just talking about lars and also pink floyd and some pearl jam Ooh, that sounds good all right i want to thank our sponsors preston and steve show brought to you today by duncan the official coffee of the preston and steve show and also by Wilmington University and hers, Philly's favorite chip since 1946. We're going to be crazy busy with guests tomorrow. So joining us on the show will be Claude Giroux, JVR, and Scotty Hartnell. Nice. Brent and Eric from Shinedown are going to be on the show tomorrow. Wow. John Bon Jovi will right. be on in the, morning. the show tomorrow. Aaron Nola of your Phillies will be joining us. Michael Giacchino will be on. And also Connor and Dom from Nothing But Thieves. That's all in one radio show tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Soccer. Tonight we'll have uh, uh, Rob and uh, Caitlin on, so it's going to be awesome. Soccer. That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. Hang out with Pierre. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. I just don't care. And I mean that in the nicest of ways. I just don't care. Next message. I love how when you're interviewing an A-list celebrity, after the second question, you can hear in their voice, hey, this interview is not going to suck. It's not going to be like the 12 hours I had this morning. It's actually always entertaining. Next message. Dude, it's so cold. My back hurts so much. It's so cold, it's not helping. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.